0: All right, fellas, we watched a movie about a janitor, a janitor that kicks a lot of ass, and it made me think, what other janitors in movies could have also kicked as much ass as the Toxic Avenger? So what do you think is your top one or two janitors that have appeared in movies. Just movies or TV, TV, movies, film, film.
1: music videos, things like that.
0: On Broadway plays, if there's any janitors there, you want to bring up so so many. many.
1: (laughs) many. uh, Broadway's just about rent and janitors. That's it.
0: That's right. I'm waiting for uh, the musical janitors where they uh, have to CG out the buttholes when it comes to Hollywood movies. Is that a reference to Cats? Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess first we need to set some ground rules. Are we going to consider groundskeepers as janitors? Because janitorial, yes, I vote no. Absolutely. I don't think they are. They have different titles. They have different titles. Like a subway uh, they, sandwich
1: artist has a different yeah, title they, than they, the guy at Blimpies.
2: They do the work. They earned the place. Uh, as see, janitor. groundskeepers
1: are usually lawn people. Like you know, they keep the like they mow the yard. They do, they, they trim the bushes. Well, Drew the
2: hedges, I, I know of a particular groundskeeper from an animated series that's been going on my I entire swear to God, life. You say groundskeeper
1: Willie. I
2: mean, he does all kinds of
1: stuff. Janitorial. I just work, say he's a jack of all trades. Work. Okay, you know what? I'll 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 let go of this one. We'll include groundskeepers in this mix.
2: And he puts up a mean fight. He's got that Master Roshi style thing where he can pull his shirt off and then What's suddenly that? be a muscular <laughs> madman. What's a Master Roshi? Master Roshi from uh, Dragon Ball Z, oh, okay, your yeah. audience will
1: know that reference, okay. even though you don't. <laughs> I, I didn't waste my time on Dragon Ball. I did other animes. There's a lot
0: of episodes to waste your time on there. But I think we need to set some rules of what's going to make that best janitor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say enthusiasm for the work. Uh, I want to say, does he want that job? And is it an entertaining character for the audience? Okay, That's kind of what I came up with. All do you right. think
1: that's good, or do you want to add any other? I feel like that pretty... That covers it. I think you can get into like the weeds of specific mm-hmm. stuff, but I mean, think that that's good. Okay, so we got groundskeeper Willie,
0: and we'll keep it an animated. I'm going to say Scruffy from Futurama. Right, he's nice. a good one. Scruffy yep. always knows. Or what's that what does it always say? Scruffy don't care. I forget. Scruffy's got a lot of catchphrases. <laughs> catch, it. catch Futurama on Hulu now. <laughs> My personal favorite from UHF, Stanley Spadowski. You want to talk about a man who has enthusiasm for his work? Check. There is probably nobody on the list higher than Stanley.
2: He also doesn't need any kind of special toxic waste powers to kick ass. He like has his own kind of martial arts
1: mop technique that he mop does. Mop-foo. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And he did a great
1: fucking job. That guy didn't want to leave. He was doing overtime. He left his other job after getting fired and being depressed that he wouldn't get to be a janitor and he got another janitor job. He didn't even try for anything better. He was like, janitor is where it is.
0: He became UHF television famous and continued to clean the bathrooms. To me, that's dedication and enthusiasm for the job. Wait,
1: what's the line? Can I still keep doing my regular job? Wait a minute. Do I still get to be the janitor? Sure. Oh, okay. It's a deal. Well, I'm gonna go clean the bathroom.
0: I'm not gonna count this guy because he's not really a character. But I'm gonna say the guy from the Nirvana or Weird Al Smells Like Nirvana video. <laughs> yeah. He eats a donut out of his mop bucket and he plays a tuba and wears a tutu. I love that guy. <laughs> but he looks so disgruntled, though. So I wouldn't give him the enthusiasm for his job, though. That's right. That's why I'm just giving him a shout out. Okay. So I just appreciate a quick that nod. Uh, we've got the janitor from Scrubs. His name is literally janitor. And his whole job is to foil and prank JD, who is like, a, like a, an attendee in this eight season show. Great characters in that, in that program. He's one of the best. Uh, I'm not going to say that he's really enthusiastic about his job because he's way too concerned about pranking this young man, JD. So he's gonna maybe that's a, what gives him the enthusiasm for the job. Maybe so. Uh, before the show picked up and got famous, he was going to be his, a figment of his imagination. Are you serious? He's also the janitor in Clone High. Same character. Weird crossover. Clone High? Clone High. Clone High. I think it's an animated show. Okay. Never saw it. All right. I'm assuming you guys didn't watch Scrubs by your silence. I've never (laughs) seen (laughs) an episode of Scrubs. I'm sorry. It's hilarious. Consider it. It's a really good show. All right. Thank you. Freddy Krueger. He was the janitor in the boiler room. Yeah. (laughs) Before, uh, in, in one and two, he was the janitor. That's right. It got a little kind of mucky
1: as that series uh, yeah, went on. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to allow that because you're, you're, you're technically right. But, man, that's a, that one's a bit of a stretch. I don't think he has any enthusiasm for that job. I think he's too busy torturing
2: mice. I don't think we got enough backstory to really know that for certain, though. I think he appreciates the facilities that he has access to, and they help him with his other job, which he's more enthusiastic about, yes. which is killing children. But I think the the job is secondary, right? It's a means to an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. We've got
0: Joe Dirt. Oh, yeah. Okay, classic. Right. I think that guy was pretty enthusiastic about his oh, work.
2: Oh, yeah. Right? Contributed nonstop. Well, I would say he's only a janitor for a small portion of the film, and it's kind of not in his... Uh, At at the best point in his life When he's a janitor either
1: No but he's making the Life's a garden dig it You know Like he's making the best Of what he's doing He's got to just Keep on doing him And he's he's passionate About what he does You know he talks about Using little scrubbing bubbles He's excited about that You know He doesn't really complain About having to do his job at all yeah. You know what? I'm going to give it to him. No, I never saw Joe Dirt too, but was he a janitor in that as well? No, I don't think he was a janitor in that one. <laughs> Straight I, to crackle. Well, though, to, to Matt's point, though, like he was stop being a janitor about... like I mean, he was a janitor through like most of the telling of it until like the last third of the movie, but it was all ancillary. But again, I, I feel like he would give Spadowski a little bit of a run for his money as far as like trying to do a good job.
2: What he did do in those scenes is point out how lame Dennis Miller is by comparison because you're watching David Spade just be... Awesome, and then Dennis Miller is just doing his merp, 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 merp crap, and you're just like, "Oh, why is he even in this movie?" And so I for mopping up the floor with Dennis, Dennis Miller. I Do you think appreciate Dennis
1: mopping up the floor with Miller? Okay, <laughs> I approve.
0: I approve. Joe Dirt blew open the doors to how shitty Dennis Miller is. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Dirt. How about God and Bruce Almighty? What God? Yeah, God. God's was, a janitor. It was played by Morgan Freeman. He was the janitor in the building. I'm when, sorry. Was
1: that your Morgan Freeman
2: impression? It was. It was terrible. <laughs> okay, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it's me,
1: Morgan
2: Freeman.
1: It's <laughs> God, up. and I'm a janitor. So he's a he's God. He is a God, or he's God. I think we'd get disqualified God because he's the,
0: pretending to be the, a janitor. Yeah, when Jim Carrey shows up and is trying to find somebody in count. this building.
1: Yeah, no. But he that's makes him like That's off the like fort. undercover boss level shit where they're. Like, I love being a janitor. He's like, no, you don't, you rich bastard.
0: He does make Jim Carrey mop a
1: whole building, though.
0: There
2: is a precedence for the the Christian deities having day jobs. I mean, Jesus had the carpentry thing.
1: You know, maybe God has the mopping thing. But Jesus wanted to build stuff. He wanted to give back to the community, you know? He's busy making bird cages. Bird cages? You think (laughs) so?
2: Well, one could argue that God was a janitor. When he flooded the whole earth to rid it of us awful sinners. Are you calling that mopping? He cleaned the world <laughs> <laughs> of all the people he didn't like. Oh boy.
0: All right, so you want
2: to keep God on the right, list? All Let's, let's one get I'm to here. the next
0: janitor. <laughs> this this one's janitor stretching in the here. sky. <laughs> okay, we've got another groundskeeper, Argus Filch from Harry Potter. He's the no, old cranky no, dude. Argus
1: Filch. He had the cat. Looking for Mr. Potter. Mm. Cool. I'm going to give you that You didn't one. watch any of those either, I've did you? I've seen the first one and I don't remember much of it. And I saw part of the one where Gary Sinise becomes a werewolf. Oh, yeah. Was that, it Gary Sinise? I think or it Gary was Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was Gary Sinise. <laughs> the Garys. I don't know which one it is.
0: The two Garys. Full moon, we both become wolves. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'm in. It'd be pretty good. Uh, I'm going to say that this guy is not enthusiastic about his work. He doesn't want to be there, he hates all the kids. <laughs> He's always then pissed why off. why do it? Sometimes you just got to deal with the lot you're served. You know what I mean? Okay. So, right. you know, does, I don't know. Does he do magic? Not really. Hey. No, he just yeah. wanders around and watches all these young punks doing cool magic tricks while he's cleaning the toilets. That's, that's a bum rap. Yeah. yeah so I don't right. think he's going to be our top one. We've also got Will from Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Every time he went to the cafeteria, he'd be like, how about them apples? He could do math. Yeah. And and clean some toilets. He didn't seem enthusiastic about his
1: job, though. Definitely not. I don't think he wants to be there. He wants to be some smart guy in the classes. Well, no, I mean, he didn't really want to. Remember, he had to be convinced to do that. Oh, that's but right. But he just was there because he didn't know what else to do. It's a
0: stupid movie. How about? The janitor from Willy's Wonderland. Now, I admittedly
1: have still not seen this movie, but it's the one with Nick Cage. It's basically Five Nights at Freddy's. So he's a janitor in the sense that a babysitter would be a janitor. You got to technically hit up after the kids, but you're not there to clean specifically. He's just a caretaker overnight. He's there to watch the place, basically make sure it doesn't get too fucked up or broken into. Clean up a little bit while he's there. Go for it. It was a part-time gig. It's very, very... Contract it's work. Gig work. Yeah, it's gig work for sure. Okay. so When,
2: when you're a janitor at a robotic singing animatronic
1: pizza place. Do you fix the robots, too? I think it just really is up to the management. I mean, I'm sure you could loop that in. You could have a mechanical janitor, I guess, but I wouldn't trust my janitor with that. I'd hire a mechanical engineer. Like the pin, pinball well, guy that comes well, out like, and fixes all the pinball machines.
2: Yeah. Well, like, growing up in Corpus Christi, Texas, we had a Chuck E. Cheese with robots singing and walking around. Yeah, and I loved it. Walking I loved around. The, well... <laughs> the, we, <laughs> I don't no, remember that part.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby, There was, was the Elvis in the corner who was the lion that yeah, would do the Elvis uh, but these songs. were
2: advanced animatronics. This was, I mean, like, were PhD engineers on site to keep these things running? How did, how did it, what was the magic? How did this happen?
1: Might well, I point your attention to Will from Goodwill honey Hunting? I bet he could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was probably like one or two guys that serviced the Chuck E. Cheese's in a certain area. Oh, could guess. you imagine being that guy and be like, yo, I'm the one that does all the mechanical work for the Chuck E. Cheese robotics. They fly me all over the globe. All I do is fucks with robots. That seems like a rad job.
0: If that didn't exist, man, talk about a fantasy job right there. That'd be great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, how about Joel Robinson from Mystery Science Theater 3000? Absolutely.
1: He did a yep, good yep. job
0: cleaning up the place and they shot him into space.
1: Yeah, poor, yeah. Poor that poor is guy. what the theme song said. Yes, you're <laughs> correct. <laughs> He also enjoyed what he did. He didn't seem to complain, have any problems with it.
0: Yeah, I thought he was just a happy-go-lucky kind of guy.
1: He was, he was more annoyed being shot in a space with no way of getting back home, as opposed to actually being the janitor.
0: You working at Deep Thirteen, you know, just doing his thing. Mm-hmm. So is he is he the number the number one? Are we ra- is this a ranking? This is just we- a list. We're gonna pick. Okay, we're almost done with the list. I see. And he can build his own robots. So you want to talk about about there, a guy that you get go? Fixed. There you go. Chucky e Cheese have just
1: broken this wide open.
0: <laughs> Joel Robinson was fixing all the Chuck E. Cheeses in the eighties before he got shot That's in the That's why they space. all got shut yeah. down. <laughs> now we know his
2: backstory. That makes sense.
0: That's where he got all the parts for Servo. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then I don't remember this character's name, but Garrett, you mentioned it to me yesterday. The janitor from the Breakfast
1: Club. Yes. Now, I haven't seen The Breakfast Club in ages. Wow. So tell me more about this character. So this is the janitor who is the janitor of a high school. He is, as he described himself, the eyes and ears of the school. He is kind of the connection between the kids and the adults. He's the one that understands what it's like to be a kid and how much it sucks and what you have to go through. And then you've got the principal who, in, in all sincerity, is a dick. I mean, there's no question about that. He's just full on dick. The janitor kind of reminds the principal, like, hey, look, man, these are the kids who are gonna be taking care of us when we're old. These are the kids who are just trying to get through what we also got through. And like, so he's kind of like this like great voice of reason for the adults and the kids alike, you know. But he also understands because like when they're in the, the detention room, he's like, Hey, by the way, that clock's five minutes fast. Like he knows the secrets, the ins and outs. And you know what? He doesn't complain about doing his job. He says, hey, I do this. This is what I do. I make my money. I get out. But at the same time, he's just trying to make sure everyone's coexisting in a way that works. That's my vote. That's my guy right there. That's my number one janitor. That's your top bill. That's the guy, man. Plus, you know, he, he, that like to like a party. That dude looks like outside of work. You know, he's up to some cool shit. Maybe building robots. Maybe. Maybe. But they're not going to be as cool as Tom Servo and Crow. No, though. of course not. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our list of janitors. Um, I, Wait, for me, Matt, did you have any extra janitors that we didn't list? No, I, I, know. I think Mark covered them all. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I think I, Mark's really invested in janitorialism.
0: Janitorialism? I turned every janitorial stone to check underneath, but yeah, we got them all. Um, I don't know. For me, it's got to be Stanley Spadowski. I just love that guy. Anytime Michael Richards was on the screen, this watermelon tastes like poop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's the line you went with. Yeah, he's great. And then he's so entertaining, He in, he enthralled the masses of whatever town that the UHF takes place in, everybody loved him. He became a sensation and he still wanted to do his janitor work and he was such a positive guy. Even after they took his mop, they took his job, he pulled himself up from the bootstraps, just kept on going. Where are you going to land, Matt? Uh, I'm going to go with Joel for Mystery Science Theater because he's very funny. And that goes a long way with me. So, yeah. yeah. So really hitting in on that entertaining for the audience point.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Plus and, he gave and, a servo. And he's a survivor. You know, uh, that, that's a that's a hard, hard wrap up there, being up in space by yourself. And one, making friends. Two, literally, literally, literally to make it, making damn friend. friends. Yeah, yeah. To to it. <laughs> Fabricating friends, I guess, is a better way to put it.
0: Well, that's a pretty good trio of janitors, I must say. Does this trio beat out today's main character, Toxie? Yes.
1: Done. And. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. You don't think so?
1: You think no, is better think than so. all these janitors?
2: I, well, I found out I've never seen the movie in its entirety. And, really? And it's been a very long time since i even seen him, what I saw when I was a kid. And uh, I'm in love with Toxie. This guy, he's got my heart, man. That was fun. That okay. was cool. Well, let's get into today's episode to see what it
0: is about Toxie that makes him so good to you. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark, again joined with John.
1: Wait. No. (laughs) Wait, no. John's gone. John is on vacation, listeners, so you will be dealing with guests and Mark and Garrett for at least two to three episodes. That's right. He's over in Italy. I forgot. Italia. Italia? Is that how? Okay. I didn't use the accent, but yes, Italia. (laughs) Returning guest Matt, who was on our previous episodes of Mad God, and what other episodes did you do with us? Uh, Doom Annihilation. Doom. Mm -hmm, Yep. mm -hmm. He was our our Doom guy. So, well, welcome back to the podcast. You're going to be joining us this episode where we discuss... uh, Mark, what are we discussing? We're talking about 1984's The Toxic Avenger. Ooh la la. Cult classic, one might say. This is definitely the definition of a cult classic. (laughs) It's probably the poster child (laughs) of the cult classic. I think Trauma has basically sealed that genre up pretty
0: well. Oh, most definitely. Uh, it's like Vim and Full Moon. You know, I think those are the two that are
1: really holding it down for the little guy. I feel like I, Full Moon spreads itself pretty like thin across like a bunch of different projects. I think Trauma just really found its niche and was like, we're here. This is what we do now.
2: I didn't want to go there yet, but I have to ask you guys, do Cult Classics get their own Saturday morning cartoon show and toy line? Yes. I think they or do. Or do just classics get that treatment? That's true. That Toxic this, Crusaders. Yeah, this is a big deal. hmm
1: That's video true. Video games. Was there really a Saturday morning cartoon? Yeah. For this? For this. Really?
0: Yep. Wow, the 80s was a wild time. Fun enough, they're making a new video game that has a demo out
2: right now on Steam if you want to play a new Toxic Crusaders beat em up I think it's time to go back into the editing and slash that cult out. Just no, to, no. Just no don't leave that that in word. it in. We don't slash anything out.
0: <laughs> well, before we slash anything, what have you guys been up to? Watch anything of interest of note? Do you want people to know about?
2: You know, I'm afraid to recommend it, but because uh, I I think it might be bad. I saw the reviews and everybody hated it, but I really liked "We're All Going to the World's Fair." It was. Uh, it's I... a couple years old now, I think, uh, and it's a uh, it's a very internet, you know, social media based horror film. But uh, I thought it was real smart. It's a uh, take on social media trends and role playing games, uh, but not like the um, video game type, like the old school type that are played on message boards and, you know, people kind of pretending they're, they're the old BBS things. kind. Sort of. Yeah. okay, Yeah. But all all done through a uh, a TikTok style environment. And, uh, and, and
1: cool. BBS for our, our younger listeners was bulletin board servers. Is that what it was? Service. Serv- yeah. Service and basically you know. it was just basically you posted messages much like a, a, a TikTok or much like a, a Twitter type thing. But the conversation played out in real time. It was really interesting. It's well before I had a computer. <laughs> yeah. So I missed all of that stuff.
0: So worth checking out, you say. Yeah. What, 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 what is like so. the, just a the basic plot for the movie?
2: a uh, social media game called we're all going to the world's fair. And to play it, you have to uh, perform a quick ritual in front of the camera uh, repeating. I want to go to the world's fair and then watch a video uh, and then that will cause you to change and so there's all these people submitting videos showing how they're changing because they've done this ritual and uh, one young girl who lives in a small town has no friends no supporting family is doing this over the internet for her you know very small view counts and uh, but she's getting darker and darker and more twisted and, and in just in weirder and weirder places and the people who are interacting with her may not realize the the harm they might be doing it's 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 hard to describe. to themselves or to others. Uh, it, well, it's about the isolation that, that children feel and and how they attempt to uh, sometimes fix that with social media when they're really not they're really not in environments where um, people are caring about them and and then it's about trusting people and so so she is possibly going to harm herself or others. Uh, we don't really know. Hmm. So, Interesting. So yeah, it's. Or maybe something's actually happening to her. Maybe there really is a supernatural thing occurring. You know, it's one of those kind of things where you just got to watch it and find out. Okay. That sounds interesting. I'll put it on the list.
0: I
1: do have a list. It's long. There's so many movies out there. Garrett. Mark. Thanks for asking. Um, I actually went back and watched the unrated version of Megan. Ah, you can do without the unrated version. It's not necessary. Doesn't add enough. It's, it's like they add like maybe three to four minutes of stuff, and I was just like... More dancing. A <laughs> little, more, little <laughs> more dancing. She does the monster match, which I'm all about. Um, no, I watched um, that. It still holds up. Good flick. I mean, there's got some problems with it, but overall, very uh, competently made movie. I also watched uh, Leap of Faith, the uh, documentary kind of story about William Friedkin doing The Exorcist. Hmm. Uh, that's on Shudder. And also Netflix, I believe. I thought you were going to say the Stephen Martin movie where he plays an evangelical pastor. No, no, I definitely skipped that one. <laughs> but no, um, William Friedkin just recently passed away, so I decided to watch that, and that was really solid. A lot of interest, a lot of interesting information in that that I was not aware of. Um, pretty, pretty intense. Pretty, pretty cool. Like little look into the uh, the scenes of making The Exorcist, the adaptation, that whole process. It was, hmm. it was pretty solid. I was glad I got to see
0: him live at the Alamo when he had that real life exorcism movie he put out a few years ago. Oh that's cool.
1: Yeah. I didn't know he did that. Other than that just a little bit of like news that I found for the 40th anniversary. They are releasing a new book and a vinyl sa- soundtrack for Sleepaway Camp. So for mm-hmm. all of you who want to get your Angela on, there is now a way to do it. The book's going to basically talk about the filming, the, the movie, the cult phenomenon that kind of you know came about from it. It's just for you and the 50 other people. And you know what? <laughs> the 50 of us are going to be awesomely happy. Um, and they also announced a couple more movies. Uh, Werewolf Santa is coming to theaters this Christmas. That's actually getting ha- a theatrical release. I have no idea what it's about other than the fact that there's probably werewolves and Santa. We're running out of stuff to mash together close the end I don't give a shit. I love Christmas movies. I love werewolves. I'm in for this. It's a Tooth Fairy Frankenstein. We were going to do Don't Open Till Christmas for our Christmas episode, but it might be this. I might officially override all of you and we just do this movie. Alien Easter Bunny. I just had to do I this. I like it. Yes. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. We and come then- <laughs> in peace and for your eggs. <laughs> 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 Director, writer, Stephen Kostansky, the guy who did Psycho Gorman. Oh, yes. Is mm. working on a new movie called Frankie Frico. Sure. So I, mean, I don't know what it's about, but hey, he gave us hunky boys before he can give us hunky boys again. We're getting more hunky boys than Frankie Frico? I hope so. Is he a hunky boy? I don't know. Again, there's not enough information to know. Wait and see. Yeah. I want to be surprised at my hunky boys. Okay. That's fair. That's it for me, though. Just just checking shit out and watching some some movies. All right. Well, I had the chance to play a
0: little bit of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game that as of recording has only been out for less than 24 hours. I played uh, about seven, eight matches last night with our buddy Sam, uh, ran through as a survivor five times, and then I tried out the family twice. That game is heavily weighted in favor of the family. If you get seen or caught, you're fucked. Like, you have very little defense to do anything other than try to sneak through little passages. Like, Leatherface can't fit through some of the smaller cord doors but the fucking hitchhiker can go anywhere so if like he starts following you around you're done basically what you're trying to do is just to get off the farm as as a survivor so there's like valves you got to pick up locks you got to pick you can find some health uh uh, restoration items here and there so I, i don't know what i think of it yet i think it's okay i need to give it a little more time to see what i think about it but we've got three returning sawyers we've got the cook the hitchhiker nubbins and we've got Leatherface and two brand new characters sissy and johnny I thought Grandpa was in this. He's in it too, but he's not playable. Oh, so okay. part of the objectives as the family is you got to feed Grandpa blood. So there'll be like all these heads dripping into a pan, or you go kill a victim, you take some of their blood, and you walk over and you feed vials of blood to Grandpa. What that does, he is like the radar for all the survivors, so you can start to see their like silhouettes through the wall, and you can like kind of go into the tunnels and go find them and kill them. So he gets superpowers more or less. So like throughout the match every like 30 seconds or so something will say you better stand still or
2: grandpa's gonna see you and you just hear a off in the distance that's when you know not to move if your family was the family in this game what would you have to feed grandpa uh probably like macaroni salad yeah. <laughs> Pimenta cheese sandwiches. P- the cheese sandwiches. Yeah. I know about those. Guaranteed grandpa food right there. Yep. <laughs> they, I think they should just throw in a couple of cheese sandwiches for accuracy in the video game.
1: That'd just be just nice.
0: A little people
2: meat mixed in, you know, some <laughs> yeah. more
1: human Or as a survivor, bacon. you can feed him a cheese sandwich and it eliminates all his super hearing. Ooh, dumps that meter down to zero. Yeah, it negates like that blood aspect.
0: <laughs> so it's too early for me to say. I Like I said, I think it's okay. I'm, I think I still really was just so in tune with the fried the 13th style asymmetrical horror multiplayer game. But this isn't quite there for me. And I did enjoy Evil Dead as well. I just don't know how many more of these horror asymmetrical multiplayer games I can do before I'm just bored. We all of have, them. We also have killer clowns from outer space coming yeah, out soon. Y-
2: you have to play that too. You're required I to play have them to. all. Yeah,
0: it's, it's guaranteed. Yeah. I, mean, I am the super fan of the clowns. So, you know, I'll let you know. But uh, yeah, go check it out. It's on Game Pass. That's exactly why I played it. Uh-huh. I don't know if I would have spent like $40 on this right out the gate, but it's there. It's a good ad and value for the Game Pass.
2: So there's a, a trend in a lot of these asymmetrical horror survivor games where the DLC will replace the monsters with people from other franchises, other movies, things Dead like that. Dead by Daylight, probably the
0: number one example of that, where they got Mike Myers, Ash, Pyramid oh. Head, you name it if it's a horror thing. Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface. It's in Dead by Daylight. I don't like that one, though.
2: Well, I'm saying on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe we could do whole family swaps. You, we could get uh,
1: the House of a Thousand Corpses family. Uh, Ooh. The Hills Have Eyes. You know, I want it to have uh, its own game. I want Zombie to get his own game. That'd There's be cool. There. Sure. He needs a video game. Rob Zombie? Yeah. Yeah,
2: he does. That'd be
1: neat. Yeah. You'd be driving a
2: Dragula? be like Twisted Metal. <laughs> Oh, you want, like, Rob Zombie the video game. Like, yeah. Just
1: him going on an adventure. and Well, you could bring the characters from 31 into it. I mean, you could really get deep into a zombie asymmetrical game. It could be fun. Yeah. yeah. What,
2: what Rob Zombie stat would you level up on your Rob the most? Mm, my, yeah, bar. Yeah. You got to fill up the, yeah, and then you, like, unlock some super awesome ability. Yeah, oh. I'd, I'd probably level up Dreadlock Attack the most, but... <laughs> spinning hat does he still wear that cowboy hat from uh white zombie days yes okay to
0: sleep in and to shower i like it all right well let's get into the toxic avenger from 1984 this one was directed by michael Hurst and lloyd kaufman
1: this one stars i okay so when i when i kept seeing lloyd kaufman i kept hearing lloyd christmas from dumb and dumber like i kept reading that as lloyd christmas and i was like there's no way that's right but Toxic went to the moon <laughs> Yes. <laughs> wow! Okay. So you don't know him as Uncle Lloyd like the rest of us. You know what I'm, You're <laughs> no. not a big trauma guy, are you? This is actually my first trauma film. Ah, believe welcome, it or not, I had thought world. I had seen trauma films. I'm familiar with the genre, the the company, but I this is the first one. I, I realized as I was like watching this and like talking about this with the guys, I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever actually seen a trauma film before. I have now, and now you want more. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> trome has been around for about 50 years. They're celebrating their
0: anniversary uh, by putting out a 4K disc set of all the Toxic Avenger movies. That's coming out at the end of the month. I'm excited to re-watch some of those. You said 50 years? Yeah, 50 oh, years. Okay. So they've been around the 70s. They started out doing sex comedies. Um, But then Hollywood started making their own sex comedies and Lloyd said, well, now they have actual people that act can act. So we got to find something else to do as rumor has it on Wikipedia. Lloyd Kaufman was working as a production manager on the set of Rocky. And that's where he got the idea to make this movie, a horror movie set in a health club. Well, 10 years later it kind of morphed into something more than just a horror movie what they ended up with was some dark comedy gory superhero movie when did death spa come out did death spa beat him to it no
1: okay i'm pretty sure death spa came out like 87 88 okay i just wondered if he was disillusioned by death spa and he's like damn it someone did it <laughs> and someone did it better someone beat it to me beat us to it rather yeah beat it to me he's gonna take on a very <laughs> weird definition here <laughs>
0: So Toxic Avenger was not particularly a big hit in the theater when it came out, but as... No, really. Yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> no one was paying attention to it. Uh, on a budget of $500,000, it only brought in $800,000 in the theater. However, it went on to become a cult classic, and it changed... Or <clears throat> classic... Oh right, Matt. Would you like to go ahead and remove Cult from it? I think so. Okay. I think we need to see. We... I
1: like the Cult. I like the Cult like nominator on it. I like Cult classics. When someone says that to me, I kind of know where I'm going with it. When someone says classic, I'm like, Are we getting a Citizen Kane? Are we getting a uh, you know Bridge of a River Kwai? Are we yeah. getting something like that? But when you say Cult classic, I'm like, oh, Okay, we're gonna have either some like really low budget. We're gonna have some maybe just questionable acting choices. Well, I don't know. Those, I feel like the cult uh, part of it really kind of... Those classics went out of
2: style, my friend. It's a different world now. Dinklage is going to be the Toxic Avenger here soon. I mean, we
1: are... The classics have changed. Wait, is Dinklage actually the Toxic Avenger in the new one? He is. Okay, I'm sure we'll get into talking about how they're making a new Toxic yeah. Or they made... Not even make. a Made a new Toxic It's Avenger. done.
0: It's in the can, as they say. Oh, is it in cans, though? Well, it's going to be premiering at the Fantastic Fest next month. Okay. So it's on its way out. Cult, I think cult is necessary because it tells me exactly where I would need to look for it on the VHS rental shelf. You know, Toxic Avenger is not going to be next to Citizen Kane. If you, you were to go, we were rent still
1: talking 30 years ago,
0: but I do know, we think, but I think Toxic
1: Avenger for Citizen Toxie is going to be next to <laughs> Citizen
0: Kane? Maybe. I don't think it's a blight. I don't think cult classic means like it's bad. I,
2: I think it's its own genre. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I am treating it like kind of a derogatory,
1: yeah. and I, I shouldn't. You're right. Yeah, I see it as a positive because when someone says Cold Classic to me, you've got my attention at that point because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a, there's something in here that I'm going to dig, but it's not going to be for its traditional filmmaking qualities that we come to understand that makes a classic film. Yeah, so one thing we just need to set on the table is that
0: Cold Classic beam movies from traumas cannot be graded against classics. Well, they see, are their own thing, but they can still be enjoyable and fun. It doesn't necessarily mean they're
1: good. Well, see, though, I view it like this. And again, I won't, I won't get on the soapbox too much. But like, you know, when you talk about regular movies, you know, I love the Goonies. I would not call that a classic film. I love it. I think it's one of my top five movies of all time, but I wouldn't call it a classic film. When I talk about, you know, something, you know, like The Godfather, that's a classic film that's that provides something on this elevated level of like, oh, you have to see this because of X, Y or Z, as opposed to something I just enjoy. Cult classic kind of does the same exact thing, but in a different genre. I don't want to say it's a lower quality, but it's more of this like, oh, this cult classic. It's like this stands above other B, horror, schlocky, whatever movies But this stands above those like you have to see this because that is the best of those genres. So Mm. that's kind of the way I look at it. I don't see it it as a derogatory term. I see it as a way of just kind of saying over here, you've got your Taco Bell and over here you got your fancy Mexican food. It still still
2: feels a bit like you are going from a standard established by people whose opinions I don't care about.
0: Well, that's Troma's like motto, right? Is like do what the other guys tell you not to do they're kind of like the punk rock of the, the oh. movie industry if you will. I will point well, out this we not having a punk rock
2: in it. Horror in general is the punk rock of the movie industry. Troma's like the crust punk. <laughs> uh they all live in a house together and uh there's definitely some like hepatitis going around for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you can answer this better because Garrett just said that. So this is his first trauma movie ever. But what are some of the
2: traits to you that make a trauma film? Well, first off, is is Lloyd Kaufman's sense of humor that is you can't escape that in any trauma film. The the jokes are so basically funny, any Elementary
1: school playground,
2: d- maybe yeah. <laughs> uh, the jokes are funny. They're terrible at the same time. A lot of them, uh, but uh, they're they're fun. Uh, the other one is to me is like a uh, kind of like a misfit cast, like. A group of people who are going to be given starring roles, uh, you know, uh, elevated to positions they would never get in any other film, and uh, not, and that's not because of talent. That's just because of certain standards by people whose opinions, blah blah blah.
0: I would say that the talent can be optional. <laughs> In a drama film. I think they'll get whoever they can
1: find to fill roles. But I think to Matt's point, though, there are like I was watching this movie and like some of the the acting, I was like, oh, wolf. And then some people I'm like, you could actually legitimately act like you could actually go on to do a legit film if you were getting offered. You know, roles in X, Y, and Z. Um, sure, I think that's why I'm saying is, that the the, the uh, ability to act is like, hey, if you
0: got it, you got it. But you're still in the movie.
1: <laughs> and what I got out of that, though, was like because of I don't know if it's just Lloyd or if it's just a uh, the ensemble if you will, um, of the people involved in these trauma films, because, again, I don't really know. There was this kind of safe space, this kind of vibe that was like, it doesn't matter if you're a bad actor. It doesn't matter if you're a good actor. It doesn't matter if you're swinging for the fences, if you're just putting it in on the green like you're here. It's all good. It felt like everyone felt like legit compared to everyone else. Like no matter how good or bad you were, it felt like you were on the same playing field, which was kind of nice to see. Because, you know, when you go to bad movies sometimes and I use bad in a general sense, Now I didn't think this movie was bad when you go to like bad movies with bad acting, bad plot, bad story, you know, cheap budgets and stuff, usually you can pretty much guarantee you're going to not enjoy the acting. But this, I liked that it was a mix. It was like, it just kind of all felt like, you know, we're all on neutral ground. So it all just felt natural. I think the worst thing a movie can be
0: is boring. And that's something you can never say about a trauma film. Whether you like it or not, there's so much happening at any given time on this celluloid that you are not bored. You are. Do you think these are put on film or do you think they're put on video? Oh, no. These went to the movie theater. Did they really? Yeah. For for a good amount of their time. I think it was until like Sergeant Kabuki Man where they really started having monetary trouble. Sergeant Kabuki Man? (laughs) NYPD. (laughs) (laughs) Go Uh, on. Up until that film, I think they were regularly coming out in the theater. But then after that, they had to restructure as more of an independent film thing uh, to stay afloat. Okay. Um, But for me, when you ask me what I think of trauma films, I think they're quick, cheap, campy, gratuitous. Bloody, horny, and shocking. I think that's all like a requirement of a trauma film. I feel like that's the horror genre, though, kind of in general, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But trauma steps outside of horror a lot okay. of the times. They're doing more of the comedic stuff in okay. a lot of their films, like Sergeant Kabuki
2: Man's, like another superhero spoof comedy. Recently, someone described it to me as uh, trauma is like if John Waters and David Lynch were a horror team, like like it's somewhere between those two. That's a good comparison. I can see that.
1: Ah, see, I don't. I can almost get onto that. I think David Lynch has a little bit too like weird abstract at times, but again, I, don't, I haven't seen enough trauma to really say, but like for toxic Avenger, I could definitely see some John Waters mixed with like some, some horror elements.
2: It, it probably is like a 70
1: waters, 30 Lynch or, or okay, I, can, yeah, get yeah, like I can get down with that. Yeah, I can get down with that. As long as it's not 50, 50, I can no. totally see that. <laughs> well, Lynch is on good. the lower end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause Lynch has got some interesting things that he does and you're just kind of like, well, that was unexpected. And I feel like this movie had a, a fair bit of that too. That was nice. So, I would recommend, Garrett, if you're going to walk away from this going, okay, I, can, I think I got a stomach
0: and an appetite for a little more trauma. I think you definitely got to see Class of Nukem High. Oh, yeah. that, that one's up there. I think you got to see Trauma's War. Which we just recently saw yeah. on Joe Bob. That, was, so that was the first time I saw it. Yeah. Thank you, Joe Bob, for showing a lot of these trauma movies yeah. lately.
2: I, uh, I would have skipped that one. A military trauma film?
1: Why? Well, yeah. And that was, I loved it. It's, an, it so it's in my top five Wait, traumas. really? Yeah. I feel like a military trauma film like sounds amazing it is, it based is. off the comedy and yeah. like the, the, the effects they use. Yeah. You should just go find the episode on Joe Bob and watch it. Because okay.
0: I think Lloyd Kaufman shows up on one of these trauma airings during the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. He so. was
2: with his wife. He was uh, in attendance there at the show. It was cool. Tromeo and Juliet. See, um, I've
1: heard of I've heard of a couple of these. I'm
2: I'm willing to bet you have seen one trauma film and didn't realize it was a trauma film. And I think that when
1: you watched Cannibal the Musical, I've never seen it. oh my god. Okay, I know someone someone <laughs> someone at work basically mentioned that one. I was like, I've never seen that. I well, think, that's a trauma film because wasn't wasn't Trey and Matt Parker in that? Trey awesome. was Trey. Okay, yeah. Trey Parker. Trey Parker. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah, not and Matt uh, yeah, Stone.
0: Matt Stone. Stone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it is important to note that not everything Trauma puts out is something that they produced. They distribute a lot of independent films, too. And that one is one of those. Oh, okay. So anytime that it is a Troma production movie written by and involving Lloyd Kaufman, it's going to take place in the fictional land of Tromaville, which, as we see at the beginning of this film, we're going to talk about today is the world's biggest dumping ground for toxic chemicals. So I
1: had a question about that because it said Tromaville throughout the movie. But we were clearly in New York and they even say New York City at the beginning because we show the two towers.
2: Yeah, all the toxic waste from New York goes it's like down, a suburb. down, down oh, downstream okay, to Okay, so it's like a, it's like a Jersey
0: yeah. offshoot. Yeah, and I think one okay. of the taglines for this movie is "New Jersey's first superhero." Oh, <laughs> okay, so it is in Jersey. Yeah, I, so okay. it's it's definitely a trauma. Tromaville is a suburb.
2: Okay, okay. before we move on, I, I I gotta mention this one film
0: because it Do wouldn't it. be right not Do to. Do you, if you're out there. If you haven't Hold seen on, Mark,
2: shut up. Let the man. If you talk. haven't seen Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead*, is that the
0: one where uh, chicken fried chicken comes alive
2: and starts killing people in the restaurant? Yeah. Yes, it's a it's a, it's a it's a musical, by the way, that Troma put out about what happens when you build a fried chicken restaurant on top of a old burial
1: ground and aliens invade also. Shout out to Casino El Camino downtown, who was playing that on the TV one time when I was eating a hot dog. It was nice. Great I didn't restaurant. know what it was. I, was. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, OK. That dive bar has the best hamburgers. If you're ever in Austin, go to El Camino.
0: I also wanted to note that there was a few actors and actresses that had their first gigs working at Troma, including Vincent D'Onofrio. He was in a film called The First Turn On. I think that was when they're still in their sex comedy era. James Gunn, he originally uh, got his start on Tromeo and Juliet. We have Marissa Tomei in this movie. Really? Who did she play? You didn't even notice. Wow. I didn't notice her either, but I saw it on Wikipedia. Uh, Sizzle Beach USA was Kevin Costner's first film. And Chopper Chicks from Zombie Town was Billy Bob Thornton's first role. Chopper Chicks from Zombie Town? Yeah. Okay, I'm in. So we've had some talent come out of this. D'Onofrio, really? Yeah, how about that? Oh, okay. All right. All right, so let's, uh, unless you got any more trauma, you want to talk? We can get into. We're we gonna trauma Avenger. dump. We, we're jumping Oh, when I was
1: waiting to see that the whole damn episode, you guys got to give me some kind of reaction on that. Okay, hold on. Do it again. No, no, it's too late. The moment's oh. passed. Damn it. Okay, all right. I think we can move on. Okay.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Matt. We're good. Let's go. So, Toxic Avenger, nineteen eighty four. This one stars Andre Miranda as Sarah mitch cohen as the toxic avenger actually there's three people that play the toxic avenger there's the actor the voiceover and then melvin wait are you serious yeah (laughs) oh god jennifer baptist as wanda cindy Mannion as julie robert pritchard as slug gary schneider as bozo pat ryan as mayor pete belgoody Mark Torgle as Melvin Ferd Junko Third. I do want to say Dan Snow is Cigar Face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did have Cigar Face written down in my notes a couple times. I love Cigar Face. He's do you so know stupid. why they call me Cigar Face? And I was like, oh, here we go. And I was like, oh, wait, you're just going to put a cigar out on him? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all it takes. Do you think that's a reference? Do you think Taser Face is a reference to Cigar Face uh, in James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy? Hmm.
0: Maybe. I like to think that Cigar Face is a reject from Dick Tracy. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. Patrick Kilpatrick as Leroy, Larry Sultan as Frank, Michael Russo as Rico, and I
1: think that's probably Look, enough Ani, people. I, you don't need to know who half these people are, and you don't even know, have to know their names. Just know that they're here
0: in this movie. I do want to say that in the Toxic Crusaders video game that's coming out soon, Leroy, Frank, and Rico are all bad guys you got to beat up in the game. That's awesome. So that was cool. All right, fellas, here's what the Toxic Avenger rates on Rotten Tomatoes. We've got a 70% with the critics. Wow. Out of 20 reviews. Oh, uh, we got 20 a- reviews. Okay, never mind. 64% with the audience. I think that's pretty good, and that's out of 10,000-plus reviews. So here's what the back of the Betamax says about Toxic Avenger. Jesus Christ, Betamax. Anytime it's available, I'm going to the beta. <laughs> raunchy vulgar and funny says judas christ of wrt tv hilariously tasteless jaw-dropping violence we would watch it again in a minute says the new york daily news is it just quotes no this is just at the top has a maniacally farcical sense of humor says the new york times
1: it's just a bunch of quotes
0: (laughs) what's faster than a spreading germ more powerful than mr clean And more lethal than nuclear waste. Is it a floor cleaner? Is it a waste site? Are you asking us? The box is. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, it is the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero from New Jersey. He french fries his foes, dry cleans the dastardly. Watch out, bad guys. Truth, justice, and the American way is on a righteous rampage. It's Melvin, alias the Toxic Avenger, and he's going to get you. Tra- Melvin. <laughs> transformed from wimp to warrior by a dip in a chemical pool melvin parenthesis talks to his friends battles corruption and crime in small american towns but can even an industrial strength superhero survive a showdown against an army of tanks and troops thrill to the action adventure and yes romance of this hilarious tongue-in-cheek hit warning explosively funny may cause irritation to the excessively serious That was a choice of words. And hard to read. (laughs) Obviously. Wow. Uh, But, you know, it tells you what you're getting into in the beta days. I
1: I appreciate that it's just as wild as the movie itself. All right, Garrett, you've never seen this movie before. What did you think of The Toxic Avenger? I enjoyed it. I definitely have some issues with it. I don't think it's lived up to the hype that everyone's like, oh, my God, trauma films. You have to, you know. But my love of bad movies, this fit right in. I did not think this was a great film. I don't know if I'd recommend it to others unless I knew they were into garbage movies. And garbage is not a derogatory thing for me. I love garbage movies. Yeah, it was all right. The plot, man, jeez, they could have cut like 20 minutes out of this movie and it would have been that much better. We need to normalize bringing back like 40 to 50 minute movies. So I
2: found out that they did cut at least 20 minutes from the film. Uh, Mark, do you remember me asking you if yours? cut contain certain scenes that I was watching and oh yeah used by Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: 128 was an hour and 28 minutes
2: so I I I have a policy now that I pirate everything because I've found that uh, I could get a much better experience I'll pay for stuff and then I'll watch my pirated version because it's usually uncompressed and 4k and and so I found uh, uh, this was this is on Amazon by the way if you want to stream Toxic Avenger and I have Amazon Prime then I clicked it to make the little thing register I don't know if that counts but Mm -hmm. but my pirate Version had a lot of extra scenes, and um, it turns out the uh, a lot most of the sex scenes in the film are supposed to be about three times longer and contain flashbacks to earlier in the film, which is I'm in that was horrible.
1: (laughs) 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 I love a movie
2: that flashes back to itself. That
1: sounds like just dumb enough fun that would actually (laughs) be like really hilarious. Yeah,
2: well, originally they were going to do that a lot because there was just I don't know if we need a lot of them, them. maybe like one or two of them might have been in a okay. I guess they were trying to show the mind. Of Toxie And all that he's been through And so there was a lot Of flashing back Of him just you know, back in the in the uh, fast food restaurant, fighting the thugs, and you're okay. like, okay, yeah, I remember when that happened twenty minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of jokes were cut, and uh, a lot of stuff was cut, and I I, I could tell because I would be watching the thing, and it's HD, looks great, and then it just goes to the like worst VCR uh, VHS looking <laughs> fidelity. So, Aliens three directors cut style thing, yeah, okay, And then, awesome. it would, then it would turn back into the theatrical release. Do you think that's
0: going to be your version going forward, or use like the one and done? I'm going to go back to the regular. Theatrical release.
2: There's a couple things I would have kept mm-hmm. in there,
0: yeah, but most of it was. Um, I could
2: see why they cut it. Yeah,
0: you said you hadn't seen it since you were a kid, and then you maybe not seen the whole thing all the
2: way through. What did you think of it? I felt like a kid again. I was so excited. I, I, I mean, because I wasn't expecting it to just be a straight ethical hero. Toxie's a good person, and and he's just he's so heroic and so helpful. There's no cynicism or anything and I wasn't expecting that and I really needed that apparently and I just I was laughing and having a great time uh, I mean even when you see him do a kill that you think "Ooh, now he's he's out of control here it is here's that dark cynicism part uh, well, it turns out no, that was good that he did that too. Uh, so will, I'm sure we'll get to that. But um, I'm Talking about at the laundromat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that's just something I wasn't expecting that uh, that there was. It was just a completely.
1: Uh, I mean, the 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 evil in it was very evil. But the well, he's hero, he's got a lot, a lot was, he was dealing with. I mean, think about it. You know, you can't just build up all that that oppression and and anger and then basically not have the power to unleash it and not let it get a little bit of the better of you to a degree. Oh, he's This a, is almost like therapy for him. He's a savage. For Wendell Jonathan Dave Fu, fourth, the third. Uh,
0: no. uh, Melvin Ferd, Junko, the third. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> mm. It's worth considering when this film came out. We're talking almost 40 years ago, this movie. It was well before Batman 89, the heyday of the Marvel superhero movie. So, what did this have to draw on if it was trying to make a parody of a superhero movie? We're talking like 50s Superman, shit like that, where it was the idyllic, you know, strong morality guy, you know, and that's basically what Toxic Avenger is. Only a mutated mess of a creature. I think that's where they're drawing a lot of that from. But you're right. It's nice and refreshing today to have just that straight-up stand-up hero surrounded by all this gore and blood and sex and tits, you know, it's toxic it's, waste, <laughs> toxic waste. It's a really interesting dichotomy that they've got going on in this film. I think for me, this movie is just tons of fun. The plot is tertiary. It's all about the gore and the comedy in here. I laughed so loud at so many points, in this movie, cause it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. And that's what you have to go into this movie expecting. Don't expect, I don't know, a competent film. <laughs> it is competent, no, it's but competent, it's definitely for sure. culty for sure. And I think if, You know anybody that's like, well, I don't know if you're going to like this style of movie
1: first question is like, can you hang with B movies? Do it's you a, like mystery it's science a, It's theater? an A to B plot. It's like yeah. A has to go to B, B has to go to C, C has to go to D and you don't really care why, you just know that that's the next letter in the alphabet and that's I, where we're going. I
0: think C to D in this movie is the weakest part of this whole film. When they go to the campground, this movie kind of falls apart Falls apart for me. <laughs> 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 falls a fart.
2: Yeah, <laughs> on
0: purpose. Does that too. Trauma. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, Lloyd Kaufman, humor on the show.
0: Yeah, but I think this one's great. I can't wait to get that box set in to watch the other three that I haven't seen in like 20 plus years how does this one kick off it kicks off with a warning Toxic Avenger contains scenes of extreme violence and I thought they were lying to me because I for some reason remember this movie airing on USA USA on cable TV, I forgot about like killing kids, squashing heads, dry-pressing little old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Using was, a man's balls as a speed bag. <laughs> <laughs> so with a Looney Tunes sound effect included, it was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, this movie was way over the top than I remembered, so I'm glad we did this one. But yes, it's extreme violence. We get a voiceover about society and pollution, uh, so we've got a message there that this th- film is going to continue with. in Tromaville, Again, like I said earlier, is this fictitional place? But in the movie, this is the world's number one dumping ground for toxic chemicals. Population: fifteen
1: thousand. Is the big fat guy the mayor? He is the mayor. Okay, because he was like, "I just secured the deal. We can start dumping more chemicals here. We're gonna make some money." And I was like, "All right, you want to talk about
0: over the top, silly, classic, evil characters? But that'll put it right next to the reservoir. All the toxic chemicals will go into the water system." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smoking yeah. cigar shits like cigars what? and brandy. That's the whole scene. Yeah. I like
1: how your cigar noise sounds like you're kissing someone, or like a pacifier. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, that's for the audience. A little ASDMR there for you.
1: ASMR. <laughs> Whatever. <ASDMR. laughs> what does that stand for? Don't worry about it. That's what it stands for. <laughs> Forget about
0: <laughs> it. We go to the Trauma Health Club, and we're introduced to Melvin. I loved this at this point. This is where I was in. This is where all the credits is rolling through. We get to see all the patrons of this health club. We got two gay men uh, wearing bandanas and Speedos off in the corner. We got jugs a jiggling you know it's it's
2: your standard 80s that was fare. A, that was their previous trauma movie jugs a <laughs> jiggling uh there's <laughs> cigarette smoking allowed yes. there's uh lockers full of more like liquor cabinets in the locker room mm-hmm. uh drug dealing uh just it's just a, it's a fun gym like it's a really fun gym yeah. i really think that we missed out
0: fellas i think that the happen in place in the 80s early 80s specifically a la death spa this movie have you been to the gym lately wait Can I get sushi at a a health spa? Oh, yeah. I got it in my backpack, bro. I'll hook you up. Okay, sweet. I can't wait. Uh, Yeah, like drinking.
1: Yeah, Death Spa had its own bar. (laughs) They were like serving drinks. Okay, look, look. Okay. So last year, I decided that I was going to start going to the gym, and I've been going pretty regularly. Okay. (laughs) There was a weekend day when I went, though, and I did have some booze in my (laughs) Limeade Cause I was like I don't fucking care I don't wanna be sober today But I gotta go to the gym Did it help those reps Go down smoother It did not go well <laughs> <laughs> You get about like Five
0: minutes on the treadmill And you're like I'm gonna die This sucks Well it's gotta be better Than what Bozo and Slug are doing Where they're like Foot to foot Like doing sit ups And then passing the cigarette To yeah. each other
1: Between yeah. each rep I'm a little shared upset a That I haven't had Foot to foot Shared cigarette time At the gym That's all I'm saying Well that fitness class Got People shut People get down. at me <laughs> I think for Just from a weight
2: point though. I think that might be an effective way to go yeah, about it. It's a good way to deter your, your hunger.
1: Yeah.
0: You're working out. They were making on, friends. They were on sit up number 500 when that scene
2: ended. I, how many cigarettes did they go through? Yeah. That's the thing about this film. The villains are fit. Yes, like yeah, they, they are. are. I mean, they're psychotic pieces of shit, but they have discipline. It's true, true. Even Cigar Face, the core four
0: villains of this movie are introduced. They're all sitting around a jacuzzi while Melvin's mopping up the area. We've got <laughs> Bozo Slug. Wanda and Julie. Julie's going out with Bozo. Bozo might be my favorite actor in this movie. I fucking
1: love his close ups. Like, my karma's all messed up, man. Oh, he's amazing. The moment he opens his eyes on film, yeah. he is at 800 miles per hour.
2: I, this guy can bug his eyes. Like, that, that That had to be how he got the part, you know. Well, and the fitness, you know. But but I mean, he, he has the ability to just sort of look almost like he's got his finger in an electrical socket. <laughs> While still being really handsome It's pretty awesome he ha- His level of hatred for Melvin Is unfounded
1: The movie never tells us why he hates Melvin But he fucking hates Melvin I paused it to look at the time To see if I missed part of the movie Because I was a little bit tired when I started it And I was like oh maybe I dozed off for a minute I was like why does he hate this guy so much No 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 It is just a long standing hatred that we are just brought into
0: Would you take a look at that fucking guy
2: The mop boy can't even mop right.
1: Ah! He's stressing me, Julie. He is stressing me.
2: Oh, bozo. I can't take it, Julie. I cannot
0: take it. He is screwing up my karma. Ah! I'm sorry. See what you
1: did, you idiot. See what you did.
2: I identified with that right away because I, I was just the right kind of nerdy, but just the right kind of confident when I was a kid where bullies would just sort of zero in. Like I would just hear from a friend that like some guy I've never even heard of hates me and I should avoid him. You know, so it's, it's a thing. Like if you're a confident nerd, you're going to yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something, yeah. They'll, they'll zero in on you and you'll find out, man. It's uh, yeah. And, and you don't even have to know who these people are. And I don't think Melvin was really very aware
1: of them, but God, they were aware of him. I, I didn't get the vibe that Melvin wanted to be accepted either. I, just thought, I thought Melvin was just doing his thing. I mean, Melvin definitely wanted to get laid, but I didn't really like, get the whole like, hey, what's up, guys? What are you doing? Hey, how you been? And I was just kind of like, duh, duh, duh. I'm the janitor. I'm doing my thing. And it was just like they just really hated the fact that he was there. He feels really
0: oblivious to pretty much all everything happening in this gym other than his cleaning, except for a few times where he comes off a little weird, like when he's got his face pressed into the fucking uh, racquetball court, oogling the asses of Wanda and Julie. I'm like, all right. I'll give him a pass. Okay. I understand.
2: I didn't even get that. I thought he was just enjoying breathing against glass. Like, I think he's that weird that he was just like, this is neat. Like, seeing the fog. This is what
1: centers him. Yeah. Seeing (laughs) the
2: fog on the glass and wondering how it got there and trying it again to see if he can do it twice. I I don't know. I mean, that's what I got. He's just a generally weird guy. Or a very simple man. Yeah. There's some stuff missing, too, for sure.
1: I ain't got a good brain. I think you've got a fine brain jack
0: so while bozo's over in the jacuzzi just getting fucking steamed he's like here we're gonna trick melvin or somebody, Julie or is like, hey, something stinks over here. So they draw Melvin over just to ridicule him and then he gets distracted and dunks his mop straight into the jacuzzi I laughed so hard. He <laughs> thinks
1: it's the mop bucket and they just jump out of the hot tub like, "Ah, oh, gross.
0: I can't deal with this guy,
1: Julie. I'm leaving. My karma's messed up. And but he just he's like so runs dead. off. I was like, oh, I am in for everything this actor has
0: for me. Julie turns around and starts chastising poor Melvin and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Julie. And she's like, ah, you're talking to me. And then runs off. I'm like, what is happening right
1: now? And listeners, straight up, this is the pace of the rest of this movie. It does not slow down. It does not lighten up. It just it gets a lot more violent. No, I'm trying to match. This is the
0: level of energy that you're getting from everyone for the rest of this film. I'm trying to match the energy of the actors on film. I'm not just doing this up for a listening audience. And even then, you're falling a bit short. I know. Okay. I'm at like seven. Yes. Bozo's at 25. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the time.
2: Shortly after that, though, is when we find out the, uh, the extracurricular activities of Bozo,
1: Slug, Julie, and Wanda. They are vehicular serial killers. Julie or somebody holds up a paper and is like, like, you know, serial like hit and runs happen again. And they kind of like look at each other and smile. And I was like, that was weird. And then we cut to them in a the car and it's like, how many points do I get for hitting a kid? And then yeah. like, oh, Julie, is it Julie or Wanda? That goes on the like list of like okay, I'll go over the point system um, for you again. Yeah,
2: Julie's got the whole list. Now, now this this though was interesting to me because th- this film was made after Roger Corman's Death Race Two Thousand. Oh, was in, mm-hmm. which was a film that involved uh, people driving over people in a cross country race this and, might be a nod to that uh, it might have been because there's a whole point system in that film mm-hmm. uh, old people are worth more kids are worth the most all that stuff was very a bunch much, of
1: other ethnicities and slurs are worth certain points that oh yeah treated you're, to hard r's and you're, you're man, gonna learn some old-fashioned
2: words in this scene for all kinds of uh, <laughs> uh, different groups of people which
1: I'm gonna <laughs> say something and I hope this doesn't sound too controversial I hope it doesn't get clipped and taken out out of context, but while I'm glad we have progressed to the point where we don't have to talk like that anymore, I do miss when my bad guys in movies talked like this, because it's an instant identification of like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, it's just, I don't know, it just made it really simple for me to be like, oh yeah, these are bad guys.
0: <laughs> my real question is, why are Puerto Ricans worth five more points than the rest of the uh, ethnicities? So you were bothered by the logic of the point system. I wanted <laughs> to know, why are Puerto Ricans worth 30 well, Jews are worth 25 well, why don't, I don't why think don't we don't need you, to go into this any well,
2: further. Let's, uh, why don't you tell us why they shouldn't be worth more points. Yes,
0: Mark. Oh, explain right. to us. I thought everybody was equal, man. That's what that the, where the society was going. <laughs> We're trying to get everybody in the same playing field. <laughs> But yes, uh, so
1: they almost they, they actually hit the kid on the bike. There's a kid on a bike and they just mow this little kid over and then they laugh about it. And they're just as happy as clams until they see that he's still moving. Oh, God, that's right. They back. Oh, man. So this kid's still alive after getting hit.
0: Well, let's also say that the mother, sister, whoever the parental figure that puts this boy on a bike, lets him go ride out in the street at the middle of night. Yeah, it's Jersey,
2: man. Who fucking cares? Oh, good point. Kids, it's Trumaville. That's <laughs> what it was like in the '80s. Like yeah, the only parents. the only part that was inaccurate to me was the helmet on the kid. Yes, you know, yeah, we, that should we, I, I never saw a bicycle helmet until I was in you my teens. You taking that <laughs> stuff
1: off the moment you were out of sight of your parents. Yeah. <laughs> That would have ended up in a bush, and you would have picked it back up on your way home, just be like, yep, I wore it. Well, Trump was just
0: trying to get that good message out there. Put on a bike helmet, kids. Keep your brain safe. Well,
1: I don't want to get bogged down in the weeds of this point system, because it's problematic at, at, <laughs> at its <laughs> finest point. Um, do you get more points for running back over a kid and squashing their head into a pile of goo? Or is it still the same amount of points? No, he, he had no points mm-hmm. until he killed the oh, kid. Oh, so he didn't get points for the initial hit. Right. Confirm kill, baby. That's okay, right. All right. All right.
2: Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. You see it. You see his head go squash. You see it. You
1: can't unsee it.
2: (laughs) It's not implied. And you're going to see it again later, because Wanda and Julie have their Polaroid cameras out, and they are so happy to get pictures, <laughs> close-up pictures of this they squashed like head.
1: goddamn paparazzi, circle this crushed dead body, and snap photos giggling and laughing and high-fiving the whole time. Yeah. Well,
0: these girls get off on gore.
1: Yeah, they literally later. are jacking off, jilling <clears throat> off, whatever you call it. Shout out to all of our listeners out there who are female who get off on gore. We see you,
0: we love you. Well, Garrett does. But yeah, there's... <laughs> (laughs) Snapping these Polaroids for later and they're very happy with their kit yeah they're gonna they're let's put it that way they're gonna use them later so we see a semi truck driving down the road with 12 open barrels of toxic waste as one does haphazardly you think they'd put lids on these things just melt right through them what's the point I mean this is bubbling green
2: steamy toxic waste the classic image bubbling Jersey crude You have to leave them open because if you put a lid on the pressure builds up they'll explode go everywhere so that's what that's right. I'm, I'm a toxic waste expert dude. Okay I I'm this. glad you're here that. you yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm here that's exactly today. why you're here Anyone else wondering?
0: Uh, co-pilot of the uh, semi-truck was like, hey, remember that party last week? Check this shit. And he has the biggest bag of cocaine I think I've ever seen.
2: It's the special cocaine from the party. <laughs> I mean, what a friend. Bringing like, back
1: memories. It's, it's probably... Wh- oh, no, no. You, you're you spending life in prison, if not two other people joining you just because <laughs> you have that big of a bag. Like, it is wrapped to you. Like, you're also going to jail, and you're also going to jail. This bag is too big for one person. <laughs> Look
2: what I got. $80,000 worth of drugs. <laughs> and that's 80s money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they just pull over, in front of the health club
0: and just start sniffing it all very like messily too I was like wouldn't you want to be a little more cleaner with your drugs with you don't want to waste with that
1: cocaine you just go crazy it doesn't matter style.
0: okay yeah he's literally Tony Montoya <laughs> just snorting it off the table meanwhile they've decided Julie, Wanda, Slug and Bozo they're gonna get Melvin because we can't get him out of our brains he lives in the brain space of Bozo rent free rent free yeah and Julie's like here I got a plan so she goes over to Melvin's like hey Meet me in the girl's locker room at 7. I got something I want to tell you and show you. And he's like, oh, okay, Julie. So 7 o'clock rolls around. Melvin goes in there. He's like, what do you want to show me? And she's like, check this out. And she's in a bikini. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you like what you see? He's like, oh, boy. And
1: she whips her tits out. Well, she says, you got to put on your outfit first. And he pulls out a pink tutu. She says, pink makes her horny or something like that. She said, if you put this pink on, I'll take my pink off. Okay.
0: It's a great line. She, uh, she's like... Meet me by the pool, we'll do it right there, and then we can go in for a cool dip. But you got to put on this tutu thing
1: first. It's a lot of moving around. Like, you should just pick the spot out the gate, you know? Just meet me by the pool, or we'll change and fuck. But then everybody couldn't see and ridicule.
0: I'm saying just start at the pool, though and then turn the lights out, everybody moves in. That would have made more sense,
2: maybe. It's a difficult prank to pull off, guys. It really is. I don't think any of us could have done it. I
1: honestly think they like the complexity of it, though. I think if it was too simple, I mean, they're already hitting people for point systems. I mean, I think just a, hey, lure them here and do this. It's too simple for them. They like the challenge. Well, it was impressive. Stimulate the
0: mind and the body. They got Melvin to go through a crowd of 80 people without noticing them in the dark. I did not know how that happened. (laughs) I was like, how did they get him in the middle of that crowd? So it's a black screen and you just hear Melvin going, oh julie you're so soft and the lights flip on and the entire cast of the movie crew everyone probably working on this thing yeah. are in frame pointing and laughing as melvin is kissing on a, a lipsticked sheep with a bra and a wig and jewelry i thought this sheep looked nice it's <laughs> like good job sheep not in that way let that get clipped <laughs>
2: not in that way i, I was kinda, like
0: somebody really took the time to make like this look sheep, of that sheep
2: you know uh, so when bozo and the gang hate hate you with their all their guts it's a prank that starts with showing you boobs but 12 year old kid riding down the street uh you get your head flattened by the, the car it's a, there's a little bit of a imbalance here i didn't yeah. quite understand why they were
1: so uh soft-handed I, with with I, melvin i feel like you can bleed a man Multiple times, but you can only kill them once with Melvin and the hatred that they have of, of that passionate fire that burns within them. They don't want that extinguished. They need that. They don't realize that they need Melvin as much as Melvin needs them. It is a perfectly symbiotic relationship of hate and anger. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was so weird that they're just like, "Wow!" I was like, "This does seem a little bit tame compared to murder."
0: You would think that they would just fall in home and run him over. I'm sure Melvin has a bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> trick him to ride a bike so they can just hit him. Just, yeah. just for extra points, we got you a bike, Melvin.
2: Why don't you ride it? But ultimately, we wouldn't have a. Movie Movie, if that happened, well, there may have been something more to it. They may be deep down in Melvin's psyche because they got him to jump out a window from
1: this prank, which also means this pool's on the second floor with a Olympic size pool. That size is not going to be on a second floor. Wow, man. You really way.
2: know how to watch trauma films.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Melvin runs and jumps out of the second floor window.
0: Well, everybody in the health club's chasing and pointing and laughing. Yeah. And like, yeah, window sounds good to me,
1: too. Let's go. <laughs> and he falls into a comically cartoon style, falls into a vat of toxic well, waste.
2: Because it's trauma, though a much more handsome blonde actor seems to be flying a stuntman to be yes. flying through the window yeah that's like you go from like one frame of Melvin and then the next frame is of yeah. the guy looks more like He-Man uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> flying out the window there's a couple moments of that in this movie where I was just <laughs> like stuntman
0: I hate to say it but they spent the wig budget on the sheep okay they couldn't put a wig on the stuntman jumping out the window <laughs> they did a good job on that sheep Mark you're right.
1: we'll admit it they did a good job <laughs> So Melvin is upside down in this vat of toxic waste and he's just kicking in. his just kicking his little legs up. And then at some point he falls out of the, the thing onto the ground. And everyone is like, oh, we've got to go see this in person. So everyone runs outside, circles him as he's like melting, deteriorating away. I couldn't tell that at first. Look, like He was just in pain. But then he's like, ah, and then it's like skin starts bubbling and getting all crazy. And I was like, oh, this is these were these effects. When they started, I was like, oh, we're in for a treat. Oh, yeah, because I did not remember the the practical gore effects of trauma films off the top of my head. And then I was like, oh, wait, if this is just a transformation, this is going to be wild. I mean, uh, for the budget, these things look good. Yeah, it looks they still great. hold up pretty well. Oh yeah, the, you know the effects are fantastic. But as they're as they're ridiculing this man who's wasting away from toxic waste exposure, the cops show up and they're like, "All right, all right, nothing to see here. Everybody get back." And then one cop reaches down to grab him, and his hands burst into flames. Yeah, I,
0: that was a little confusing. He's like, "Melvin's not even on fire yet, and he was fully submerged in this toxic waste." But he does run off
2: screen, burning alive here in a second. Well, it tells you that not just anybody would have survived this. Melvin's special. Oh, he's See, got the that's, guts. That's though. what I think. That was that's That's what the message of that scene was. When the, when the cop touches. Him. he
1: lives rent free inside their heads. They know there's something special about Melvin. There was a moment during his sizzling and burning on
0: the <laughs> ground where Julie or Wanda goes, oh, no. Like, there's like a moment of remorse that doesn't ever equate in the rest of the film. And Bozo just goes, hey, this guy just can't take a joke. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait oh, a minute. <laughs> I <laughs> love <laughs> when they tried to backtrack. He's like, oh, come on. He's overreacting and I was like, oh no, guys. <laughs> it just reminded me of Slaughter High and all these other movies where like people just kill people for prank's sake. Look, the 80s, you got pranked to death. That's what happened. <laughs> and everybody got to go about their lives like, ah, it's another one of them pranks. It's just what happens. A hazing gone wrong. Let's
2: go on with our lives. You know, Honestly, that's not too far off <laughs> from say, like, yeah. real neighborhood <laughs> pranks. I mean, I, you know the stuff that just goes on like because it's in the name of prank. I mean, a friend got hit in the face, playing tag, ran around the corner. A dude swung a two by four into his face. Like
1: Wiley e. Coyote style. That did my dent in my head right here. Is from a two by four. You know, me was hit. that also a prank? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it might have been. I don't remember exactly. I know I got hit by a two by four right here. It wasn't a fight. So it had to be some kind of like fun gone wrong. I bought a bullwhip at the
2: Alamo and I just found my little brother and just whipped him hard with it just because just it's a joke. Take a joke, right? <laughs> whip it good? Yeah, uh, you can't take a joke. Uh, so I, mean, I was like nine, but you know.
0: <laughs> I think the, uh, the ramp from whip to toxic waste Sizzling, burning, or uh, let's let's say they didn't know that was going to happen. Right, jumping out a window. Right, they forced the guy to jump out a window,
1: and well, they're they still force laughing. Him. At him. That was a choice. That was uh, Melvin's choice. It was still a chain reaction of events. True, <laughs> <laughs> not wrong there. Anyway, let's get back to this
0: plot. Uh, he so- goes home. Well, he runs home on fire <laughs> the whole way. He goes inside. He's leaving green footprints into the bathroom. He goes into the tub and just sits there starts sizzling and bubbling up. And the mother's at the door going, are you okay in there, little Melvy? And I'm like, mom. Mom, do you not hear what's going on in there? Bust down the door.
2: Somebody's having a problem. She does hear it. Her boy's becoming a man, and she's very proud. Because his voice
1: drops in a yell. It's like, ah.
2: And she's like, he hit puberty. By the uh, way, who who else noticed the picture of Melvin's mom on the uh, bathroom wall right above the tub? Yes. I didn't. That was weird. Yeah. She's <laughs> smiling all weird too. Yeah, it's he's like, got, wow, you got to look at that when you piss. He's got a picture of his mom that he bathes next to. <laughs> so
0: he pulsates and he finally becomes the toxic Avenger in a flash of... Image Inversal—I forget what that effect is, where it all turns white and all the the negative effect. Yeah, the negative effect, and he jumps up. So
1: anytime, which I like that. I miss those dumb fifties sci-fi
0: effects. Oh yeah, I was happy about it. I was like, "All right, good job." And now we've got our our hero. He is who he's going to be for the rest of the movie.
1: But we're not going to see his face. for like another 20, 30 minutes. I no. thought he was a dumb mongoloid monster who wasn't going to be able to talk. Based off the way they play him out in his transformation in his first initial like like introductions, I was like, oh, he's just a mindless beast now. No. Yeah, I can see why you would think that. Evidently, he's a, an articulate young man. <laughs> no, he's a guy with a very
0: acute voice. Don't worry. Don't worry. I won't hurt you. I don't know what came over me. I just couldn't control myself. I've never done anything like this before. He's nothing like Melvin. So that's one one of my sticking points is like Melvin and Toxic Avenger are like nowhere near the same Would you prefer your giant
1: Avenger superhero be like, But I'll save you. No, but he doesn't have any of the characteristics of Melvin at all. But maybe that's what made Melvin special. Maybe deep down he was actually this all along. He just needed someone to unleash the fury. He was licking glass at a (laughs)
0: racquetball court. Take it back. Take it back. Melvin. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, now he's a well-articulated gentleman who just happens to be a monster.
2: Yeah, it doesn't just enhance his strength. He gets intelligent points, too. He goes, Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. level eight intelligence overnight. <laughs> it's true. And also one of his superpowers, and it's the only point of this whole scene that we
0: get later on is when like there's a scientist in a gymnasium and a crowd of people is like, and see what happened is, is that apparently when the monster became the monster, he got like a evil villain sense. So he yeah. just knows where to go when the bad crimes are happening. I'm like, all right, movie, I'll take it. Yeah. I he, have can to-
2: s- <laughs> he can sense read, what is that, like Bruce Willis in that uh, shitty uh, Shyamalan, film can sense sense evil because he becomes a, unbreakable unbreakable yeah. yeah he has the unbreakable power, yeah pretty much just not as handsome as Bruce willis I mean I <laughs> Not quite. He's almost
0: there. <laughs> almost. Yeah. They're, same ballpark. You could have confused the two at a ball
2: game. He he's, has inner beauty. We find that out <laughs> okay. later.
0: But I, I was happy that they did that because the rest of the movie, he's just going to show
1: up at every random crime. This is what made me feel weird about this movie is that's why I say it's an A to B to C plot is just, it's just like, now I'm needed at the gas station. Ah, no, I'm needed at the, the restaurant. Now I'm needed. I was like how the fuck do you know any of this? But yes, when they said that line, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. We fixed someone. I feel like someone called and I was like, why would I be here? And it was like, that's a good point. writer. <laughs> give me a line. Be- yeah. It's a spider sense more or less. Oh yeah, so
2: the mayor has sent some thugs to an alley with a uh, wad of cash because uh, Officer, what was his name? Good and uh, Plenty. The, yeah, of, uh, Officer. O'Doyle, o- Doyle. O- officer Irish stereotype is uh, one of the only good cops in town, and the uh, the mayor and his group of uh, organized criminals can't seem to get him to get, get him on the take. So Cigar Face and a couple of other thugs are in an alley waiting for him, and if they can't bribe him, then they've got to uh, hurt him or kill him. And uh, that, when we find him, he refuses the money. And then when, when Toxie finds him, he's right about to be uh, assaulted with a, in a really bad way. Uh, Mark, do you remember what they were going to do to
0: him? Well, first off, they point the gun at his head. And then the other thug, who is a crossdresser, I think her name is Nipples... He says we can fuck him or
2: something. And so we they, have to make love to him. And yeah, that's when so the gun, the goes, point the gun, at gun his goes south well, nice of the, south of the belt. Nipples, by the way, amazing at martial arts. Like was not expecting that. There's so many people in Tromaville that know Kung Fu. You, it's this, incredible. The choreographed fights in this film were badass. <laughs> like, it was up there with a lot of 80s uh, martial arts films at the time, for sure. It, w- it was great. Some Leroy or uh, Rico with the nunchucks. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that what
1: is that happening? laughed so hard when the yeah. nunchucks came out. I was like,
0: of course. It's 80s, man. Everybody yeah. loved
2: the nunchucks back then. But well, before they could pull the trigger, uh, Toxie arrives, pulls them all off of the good cop O'Clancy. O'Clancy pulls them off of O'Clancy. O'Clancy. And just starts <laughs> beating the shit out of these guys. <laughs> And it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, the cartoon pummeling punching sounds. Uh, he's, he's throwing them upside down. He uh, pokes a guy's eyes out in one move. He seemingly scalps. One of them, I think. Right? he wigs. pulls the hair straight yeah. off of the,
0: this thug is named Knuckles. Yeah, he pulls the hair off of Knuckles, but Knuckles still is up and walking around with hair later.
2: Yeah, I think that was just his pretty
0: hair wig that he was that he wears to go do crimes. Okay. Yeah, he like punches Cigar Face and then picks him up and puts him straight into the trash can. And as we mentioned before, starts using his balls as a punching bag. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, that's great. And then later on, once he's done mopping up the thugs, I think doesn't he? kill both of knuckles and nipples like he crashes their head together to like crack and yeah. they're dead on the ground
2: yeah I, mean, I think when he if any fight with him that ends with the mop in the face is death like that he's like killed just, that guy it's yeah, like calling card yeah. yeah like he I think he even likes maybe at this
1: police station they described something like maybe he sh- shoves the mops down their throats or something yeah I think like it was that. like he shoves it in their mouth because they yeah. were like like what about those dudes he killed with the mop and I was like oh he killed those dudes okay
0: yeah he's not like your um Batman or whatever like don't kill people no he doesn't have that he's uh, your punisher he is
2: I did want to point out that at the end of the uh, alley fight that's when we find out that Toxie's not just a mindless animal because yes, he goes to a fancy and that's when you get this, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. I've never done anything like
1: that before. I didn't know that was him talking at first. Here's your
2: I, billy club. Here's your hat. You're just like, that's a weird voiceover. I thought there was someone
1: else in the scene that I wasn't able to see yet. Like some like, like guy pulling the strings but I was like, ah yes, once again, Toxie shows up and I'm here to reap the benefits. And I was like, Oh wait, that's him talking. I was like, cause I did not know he had that voice. Like, yeah, Toxie's handler, who co- yes. like a <laughs> you know sixty eight year old man with a cane and comes walking leash. up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but we do see Mayor Belgoody. He's doing some more of this. It's his like, name Belgoody? Yeah, Mayor <laughs> Belgoody. He's a very large, rotund man who uh, is also a criminal. He's the ringleader of Tromaville's crime syndicate, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, "What happened over there? And, uh, we lost nipples and knuckles, and uh, we also need to mention that the police captain is just your straight-up Nazi."
1: Yeah, <laughs> with like with these zig like hailing Earl
0: Schultz from fucking Hogan's Heroes. He's yeah, like, literally, literally not seen. Straight out of there, doing the whole zig hail salute throughout the entire movie. Zig hail, Zig hail. So they're just talking about like, well, there, we, got, we may have a problem on the streets. This monster's causing a problem. I didn't mention that he wasn't named Toxic Avenger until the movie was wrapped. Huh. He was originally called the Monster Hero. So if you ever see the newspapers, it says Monster Hero. That's what this movie was originally going to be called. Huh. Until someone was like, eh, how about
1: Toxic Avenger? Like, oh, that sounds better. I'm glad they changed it. Yeah. So um, at some point, I don't, again, someone fill in the details. Some hooligans... Uh, half red face, um, shrimp boy or whatever you called them earlier. Shrimp boy. The guy with the half, the half face painted. Leroy. Leroy. There we go. (laughs) Close. Um, Leroy and his buddies and cigar face go to this, uh, McDonald's S type restaurant. And here we go. We see before we walk in, we see a guy in the back, pull out a bottle of booze from his like sweaty crotch and drink it. And then he's making food afterwards. And I'm like, Oh, that's not sanitary. But then we get these robbers come in, and they're going to hold the place up. Now, are they just robbing it to rob it?
2: A bit of yeah. a, a variety of things they want to do in there, I okay. think. Well, yeah. fir-
1: their, their first initial is to rob the place. Is that? Oh, yeah. This is a Saturday afternoon affair for these okay. thugs. So as they're there, basically, they have decided to hone in on this blind woman who is sitting there with her dog. And the dog gets up and starts barking at them. And they're like, shut that dog up, or I'll take care of it. And I was like, oh, man, That's, that dog's going to, bam dog gets shot slides across the floor from a shotgun blast and i was like fuck you mark once again you didn't give me a warning There was gonna be a blatant animal death in this it hardly looks yeah. like a dog <laughs> Chroma an animal death yes is not but, really man great. i did not expect that dog to get shotgun blasted across the room the blind woman i can't remember if she reacts like oh no or she goes puppy like i can't remember exactly what she does but the, her reaction cracked me up And then she says The dog's
0: name is Gary Gary Because later on They put a little mural photo Up on the wall (laughs) It says Gary That was so sweet In loving memory of Gary And uh I do like when they walk in Leroy goes "All right, everybody Drop your tacos Or I'll blow your brains out (laughs) I don't know why that sounds So funny to me But I love it Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen We are the entertainment For this afternoon Now on shotgun We got My man Leroy Alright and on the cast register, we got that magic fingers. Rico! That's me! And last but not least, yours truly, Frank.
1: On the stick. He, he was. He had some yeah, great dialogue. We're going to do a little Frank. freeform robbing. If you guys want to applaud, feel free. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> do what we say and you may just walk out of here with your lives. Yeah, Frank was a real MC.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. they're about to basically take advantage of this blind woman. Yeah. And then I, Toxic Avenger decides he's going to come in. Frank says he always wanted to cornhole himself a blind bitch. Yes. That line I wrote down and I was like, (laughs) that is a very, very specific kink. (laughs) Someday,
0: I'll meet a blind lady. My dreams will come true. I feel like that's
1: not with the money they get from Robin. I feel like he could make that happen.
0: Well, there is a, a straight guy in a suit who stands up and goes, let everybody go. You can keep me as a hostage. And Leroy's like, Yeah. No, and just blows him away with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. He waves a shotgun in a baby's face for a little while.
1: Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Point blank. to like, I'll blast him. And I was like, oh my God, are they going to blow a baby's head up? A little mother and a littler baby. <coughs> you like Mexican food, little baby? <coughs> How'd you like to have this hot tamale shut down
2: your throat.
0: These are the nastiest people ever. It's 30 I points. <laughs> Do you yeah. think the
1: point system applies perfect? to all crime through Tromaville? I, I think it was set by the mayor.
0: I think it was set by the mayor. At the end of the month, the criminal with the most points gets a prize. It's a pizza party. Yeah. They go, so, they go on a date with a blind girl. I love that this restaurant is called The Mexican Place. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of the restaurant. It's also the most happening place in Tromaville. There's like 800 people outside dancing with boom boxes. And I was like, yep. is this what it was like
2: in the 80s? Everybody just go to the taco. Bell and hang out in the parking lot. Yep, that that's okay. a thing from the 80s. You do Don't remember? Uh, Mac, was it McKee and me or Mc- Mac and, uh, Mac Mac and, and me. me? Yeah, When uh, the they go to the McDonald's. Dance everybody's just break dancing yep. outside the McDonald's. Man, everybody was so happy at the restaurants what's, in the eighties. Was that real life? in
0: the, Yes, there, did, well, did that okay, happen? So there were places. Yeah, there were little meetups. All right, are we side tangenting into Mac and me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I
2: I, I think we can side tangent anything we want because that that film made me think of so many different eighties things. I mean, the, the 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 fast food restaurant robbery was so much like. Coming to America yes. when Samuel L. Jackson comes in, getting the arm ripped off. Uh, and, uh, like, oh, uh, by the way, one of the guys in, oh, the, in yeah. the restaurant gets his arm ripped off by Toxie. That's cigar face. Predator. No, it wasn't Cigar face. It was one of the robbers oh, in the restaurant. Okay, okay. My bad. But the way he rips off the
1: arm, that reminded me of Predator. Come on, man. I'm going to mess you up. And he looks down. He's like, oh my God, my arm. And I was like, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's awesome. That was our MC Frank. Yeah, he didn't realize his arm was gone for about 30 <laughs>
2: seconds. <laughs> yeah, this Toxie took it off pretty clean, I got to say. Yeah.
0: I will say that this is probably the best scene in the movie. Like, it's just so much fun. For me, I think this is if if any moment is cut and you ever watch a clip, watch
1: the restaurant robbery. It's going to expose you to all aspects of this film really. It, quick.
2: It's definitely one where I was mentioning the choreographed fighting. I mean that that whole martial arts all that the nunchucks the, the sword there's samurai swords on the wall of this restaurant by okay, the way yes
1: under a sombrero yeah because <laughs> <laughs> they first walk in the restaurant, restaurant they first established the shot it's a sombrero with two samurai swords crossed underneath it and i was like where are we <laughs> that was my first question <laughs> tromaville man <laughs>
0: you tromaville yeah you just want to sit and be like how did we get to this how did this become the thing you put on your restaurant wall? And they're they're sharpened and ready to go samurai swords as we're going to see in a minute because yes. one of them is going to grab that and start swinging around a Toxie and I think it was Leroy. Yeah, Leroy. I like, Leroy I like the confidence in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Toxie's going to make short work of all three of these guys. Leroy is going to get his face... Turned
1: in a milkshake milkshake machine. machine yep and shout out to Toxie for not just mashing his face up on a milkshake maker he actually put the ice cream the milk the cherry the whipped cream on top and then mixed it in his mouth yes we get the all the ingredients i would have loved even more if he lifted the head up severed from the body and then like took a little sip of the milkshake
0: mm. whoa yeah that add a little something something for the remake there you go you know uh, Frank gets put in a pizza oven, and I believe Rico gets bars bent around him and his hands dunked into a fry later. He gets his yeah,
1: hands put into a, a fry, fry basket, basket. Mm-hmm. and he sque- gets squeezed so he can't get his hands out. I guess that would kill you. I think those significant amount of burns would probably have eventually- Because he passes out, but, but when the cops show
0: up, uh, he's dead. And this is moments later because Toxie is going to take Sarah, the blind girl, out the back and uh, skedaddle, as John would say. My second favorite scene in the film is when all the cops, <laughs> the, ca- the captain walks in eating a taco. He's like, what do we got here? He's like, eh, strawberry shake, captain. Uh, looks like I got a pizza over here. <laughs> yeah, all the cops are just enjoying tacos while they investigate this crime scene. It's great. I yeah. love it. And then we go back to Sarah's place. Toxie takes
1: Sarah back to her home. We get a lot of good comedic elements. Because um, he, says, he says, I'll take you home. And she's like, no, get away. And he's like, trust me, I'll help you. And then like picks her up like gives her his hand mm-hmm. at this point, she's not weirded out by his weird grody hands. Well, the hands are a little more normal than the mutated face. Okay, that's you fair. know? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. He walks her home.
0: They go to the house. We get a lot of good comedic moments. Like she's got 800 walking sticks on her wall. I don't know why you would need all of those. Like, I guess if you misplace them and you're soon to trip over to one as fast as she tripped over her own entrance way. After saying, Don't trip over this and then completely face plants, I laughed really hard at that. Do you think that was y- planned? She she's um in the movie? Yeah. I think so.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a Kaufman joke. Uh, she she is recently blinded. She explains that in this scene, and so she's not good at it. So she, yeah, she you when, when, when you're still figuring things out, maybe you buy a bunch of walking canes. I don't know. Uh, this is also for me was one of the the, the, uh, the first uh, major detours from the universe or from the theatrical release where I get to see a scene where Sarah explains that when you're blind, uh, you get new senses, and she starts talking about how great her cooking is, and she makes <laughs> what? Yeah, she makes toxic a um, oven cleaner and Drano sandwich. What? That should have been in the regular movie. So she hands it to Toxie He thanks her and then he throws it out the window where it flies across the city and a man is at the police station looking out the window and it hits him in the face. That should have been left in. I, I like that scene. I like that yeah. Well I think the The jokes against the blind I'm not I wasn't too in uh, I, I was okay it was A lot of it was A lot of
1: it was like A lot of physical comedy So I was okay With some of that Because it was meant To be comedic I mean but. she's talking about How she's really gotten Into spicing her
2: food And she's like Sprinkling the Drano on And just the right Amount of spices And my heightened senses Helped me select It, it was uh, I don't know I don't think that's
1: Derogatory towards
0: blind people I think it's just Situational comedy you know,
1: I mean, it's definitely at the expense of a blind person not knowing that they're eating drain cleaner and stuff. So I could I can see both sides of it. But in this movie, if this is the offensive thing, I don't know where it is in the film. But if someone says I can get a 12 year old for twelve dollars. Oh, that's coming up. OK, <laughs> yeah. so I figure at this point, the, the blind jokes,
0: the drain uh, of sandwich can stay in. Is it, what yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to see a nice montage of. Toxie helping out the city while newspapers spin and say, "Monster helps old lady cross the
2: street," yep. which he does. So uh, he prevents a, another vehicular manslaughter from slug and Bozo. There's a couple of children, much younger this time, probably really high point value, playing in the middle of the street at night, as one does. In the eighties, <laughs> yeah, No, actually, the two
1: in the montage are sitting in the middle of the
0: day, isn't oh, day. Day. Yeah, well, the day? They're in the middle yeah. of the
1: street. They're yeah. drawing with chalk in the middle of the road, and yeah. I was like, honestly, if these kids die it was meant to be at this point. Tromaville kids aren't the brightest. It's a numbers game. Yeah.
2: <laughs> at this point, I'm in love with Toxie. I'm like watching this hero go around, make this town a better place. He's cleaning up the streets. I mean, he's carrying the mop the whole time. He's still got the tutu. It's like...
1: The tutu this guy is I great. had a problem with because in all the posters, you see this pink tutu on him. And in the movie, it's like charred black. You can barely tell it's a tutu in some scenes. But like I was really hoping for a bright pink tutu on this guy.
2: It's like you put on a fresh outfit for the promo yeah. shots.
1: I mean, well he put on a normal. shirt and hat and tore it off, but I mean, why not put a fresh tutu on at some point. Got a point? He could do a little bit of
0: upgrade on that tutu. That thing yeah. has been in toxic waste, man. I
1: mean unless it's melted <laughs> to his body, but I mean then put true. another one on top
0: of if it if it's seared to the skin
1: and that's just now part he, of him. He lives in
0: toxic waste. That's true. Literally has a shack that he, him and Sarah are going to go move
1: into later in the movie and make it real nice. Oh, that's right. Because during the montage, doesn't he build the shack? He puts like tires in a little tabletop and he's not like, yeah. push it to the limit, limit.
0: Great music like, in the movie, by the way. Oh, oh the yeah.
1: soundtrack is so good. It's mixed of like classical music and like 80s bad, like pop rock.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so we did skip it. But yes, as Garrett alluded to. Toxie's going to be pissing toxic green pee onto a wall where a limo is going to pull up. A guy's going to pop out and he's like, hey, buddy,
2: you want a little piece? 12 year old for $12 or something like that. He's promised an underage girl that he's going to take her to a David Bowie concert. And instead, they've she's in the limo with all these thugs driving around as he tries to find someone to sell her to. But he accidentally finds our hero. He's not a very good pimp. I wouldn't start with the mongoloid I
1: don't Monster even know man. if i call this guy a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a recreational criminal, maybe okay at best. But where'd he get the limo? Also, David Bowie—that's a—that's a hot e-ticket at the time. That's true. That's why. I, that's how we got that kid in there. Yes, tricks. After seeing this movie, though, it also made me understand when James Gunn got in trouble for his like tweets and stuff like that. The the offensive edgelord humor that he got in trouble for that almost got fired from Disney for
0: uh, people that hadn't like, seen the trauma movie found out about his tweets.
1: <laughs> once I yeah. saw this movie, I was like, okay, this humor is in the vein of what they thought was funny. Out of context, I completely see how the public could be like, what the fucking fuck, dude? Uh, James Gunn did Tromeo and Juliet. I mean, they, they,
2: they have a problem with the tweets. Watch that film and see how you, how you laugh. It was just
1: one of those things where it was just like,
2: oh, wow. OK, I get it. That's why context is important. Even then. But
0: yes, it was like, oof. Toxie's going to proceed to beat up 20 guys that come out of the limo. Classic. Kills them all. Uh, I liked to where he punched two guys at one punch. Knocked them both down. That was really good. One of the he he leaps out of the way, and one of the cronies slices his buddy's throat in yep. this fight. So much happens so fast, but they're all dead. And then he gets in the limo with the little kid, and then that's the end of the scene. I was like, okay, I guess they're taking her home. The limo driver's like, <laughs> doesn't like, this is just a job for me. <laughs> Whoever's in the back, I'll take you wherever
2: you want to go. Well, he
0: saw what David happened Bowie to those concert, guys in the is. alley.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't want any of that. He's going to do whatever Toxy tells him. Yeah, that's fair. I just would have liked a little bit of
0: shaking fist at the limo driver. That would have been a nice you know thing. I mean? <laughs> anyway, driver, man. We, cut to, we cut to the mayor and he's like, all right, I think this toxic Avenger guy is going to be a problem. Well, I'm sorry. Monster hero. Uh, so they send out Cigar Face and four other criminals and they all kind of circle around Toxie. He's like, I'm going to get you back for what happened the other night. And then Toxie just proceeds to jump out of the way and they all shoot each other dead. Remember that scene?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think quick you asked, like, you remember that? It was... Uh, remember that movie we watched?
0: Look, we got loose ends to wrap up. We're, I mean, they, we're uh,
2: hurtling towards the end of this movie at this yeah, point. Even if Toxie couldn't jump 20 feet up in the air, that's a terrible way to try to assassinate someone. Yes, the, they're the, very the, bad the, criminals. The gun circle, don't do the gun circle. No, if, any, no, no. if any gangs or organized criminal groups or terrorist groups, I don't care who you are. If you're fans of the show, we want you. But if you're out there and you want to assassinate your enemies and you're thinking a gun circle, even if they can't jump 20 feet, those bullets aren't going to stop. Always
1: just a good <laughs> rule of thumb in general of criminality is if someone's gonna point a gun in X direction, don't stand in X direction. Just in general.
0: I kind of feel like Cigar Face is a novice at this. I mean he calls himself Cigar Face. I don't yeah. think so
1: because he had the whole backstory of like, You wanna know I got these scars? Like he's he's got his Joker moment where he's all like, This is my calling card, the cigars in the faces. So he's been doing this long enough to get his own thing. But that sounds like a low level thug that sat in the locker room with his
0: buddies like, Okay, I need a fucking calling
2: card. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weak. It's like, how did, why is he called cigar face? Well, if you if you encounter him when he has a cigar, he might burn you with it. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Stay away from that guy. Watch yeah. out for cigar face. <laughs> you know what I'm like saying. while it's lit. Yeah, he'll touch you with the lit part. Whoa, man. Him and tickle Jim. Stay away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we eventually loop back to Toxie being like, oh yeah, I have to get revenge on those people that uh, or avenge. Myself for the people who fucked me over. Although doesn't he kind of considers this a gift at this point? He doesn't seem upset being Toxic Avenger. No, he's, he's having a great time. He's in love. He's he's he powerful. He's, he should buy him a gift. All the clouds in Melvin's head have
2: cleared. He can form sentences now. Yes. Uh, he's confidence. Very, yeah, confidence he's, is key. He's gained the love of the public. Everybody's happy with this guy. He's
1: living everyone's kink of having sex with a blind lady. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Maybe guess. that's what Just it Franks. is. Just Franks. Just Franks. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Any, any
2: other film would have treated this toxic part, this, this mutation as, oh, a curse, but I can do good with it. Whereas this uh, the trauma doesn't even see what's wrong with it. They're like, isn't he cool? Isn't this great? And he's like, yeah, I love being the Toxic Avenger. It's, it's like that like eight-year-old no humor.
1: Unhappy. Yeah. It's just like, like, would it be cool if I had razor blade arms? And you're like, that would be terrible in theory. But yeah, cool, I'm in. So you know? the
0: toxic waste, which would normally destroy the human body, ruin you and kill you, has given him super strength, super jump, super smarts.
2: Or at least in general. Or at least raised his IQ and and lowered his voice. Super confidence. Super confidence. And what we're about to find out when we go back to his house with Sarah is it's given him some talents in the bedroom as well. (laughs) Because we are then treated to the Sarah Toxie love scene. The Serenade, if you will. Oh, I like that. (laughs) 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 Where we find out that even though he pees toxic waste, apparently it's safe to, to have... You could say, come inside her. <laughs> I, know, I, didn't, I didn't plan to. But yeah, apparently uh, anything else that comes out of his body is, is safe from that region. So he still arguably okay. hasn't cleaned himself since the incident.
0: He's still oh wearing the God. same pants, same tutu, same wife beater thing he's got on. No, she's, she's going to the doctor after this. Absolutely. Uh, surely. Yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah. There's a burning
1: sensation. Yeah, no shit. You think that she's going to get some sort of radiation poisoning being around Absolutely. him? Absolutely. Although maybe her blind powers gave her powers to resist this. Mm. Look, let's not get into the, the weeds on this, all right? <laughs> there's a lot of questions that are left to open. Let's just focus on the toxic cream
2: pie. I can't no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh no. Oh I love a good toxic cream pie.
1: <laughs> mm. There's, a, there's a restaurant in South <laughs> Austin that can do it just right. I was a little upset there wasn't more glowing. More green glowing from the toxicity. (laughs) You know, like a kind of a a low lit room with like a nice green kind of like sexy effect from him. You want like a
0: Bruce Leroy over there you go, overglow. Yeah. Okay. I get it.
2: Yeah, stuff, yeah okay. I didn't think about it Gary but you're right like more stuff should glow
1: in this film yeah. well his footsteps glowed but everything else he did just didn't really glow I was like yeah. I, it'd be a cool kind of like visual effect to kind of carry throughout his crime scenes the cops have a little bit of like a green glow bathed on them and stuff like that well, there's that trauma budget problem yeah true more likely yeah $500,000, remember. Uh, look, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, <laughs> if it was me, I would have done that. That would have been my flair that I added to it.
0: Toxie's going to end up back at the health club after a while, and he's going to start getting his revenge on those that turned him in the Toxic Avenger. Specifically, uh, Wanda, I think it is, is in the
2: room just She's masturbating in the, in, yeah, to her death in the photos. The She's in the sauna with a Polaroid of the squished head of the 12-year-old boy, and she is going to town on her own she is exploring her body and learning things about herself while she looks at these polaroids meanwhile toxi is is approaching the the sauna uh, with with the, with the, the elephant man disguise that's that slug was using earlier oh to, yeah we
1: forgot about talking uh, about yeah. that dumbass thing so
2: when he shows up in the sauna she thinks oh boy slug's here again but no it's toxi and he's gonna sit you on the hot rocks and burn your ass until you've learned your lesson and so death i guess uh, actually no, because I have the uncut version. <laughs> oh. uh, later on, there's a scene at the police station where uh, uh, Julie and Wanda both show up, and and yeah, she has a lot of bandages on, on her uh, on her butt, but uh, but she's healthy, she's fine. In the cut you saw, these girls
0: live, but in the theatrical cut, are assumed dead because right after this, he's going to chase Julia
2: through the women's locker room with scissors, which he uses choking her to death. cut off her hair. <laughs> really? she, yeah, it's a, it's a scene. They're in That's the police.
1: See, that makes more sense yeah. to me because he's not going to be completely like I got to kill you for this. He's got to be like I got to teach you all lessons. Yeah, he's for te- fucking with teaching people. them lessons. But and, thank yeah. you.
2: Yeah, he. They both show up at the police station because they want to turn themselves in because they're so scared they might see him again. They've changed and, their ways. Uh, Wanda's in there with all the bandages on her ass, and then Julie comes in, bald, and Wanda Becoming laughs at like her. A kids doll, and they get in a fight. <laughs> That's interesting. That, Wait, who gets in a fight? Ju- Julie and Wanda, because Wanda starts laughing at Julie's.
1: Is bald it a head. sexy fight or is it just kind of like a general fight? I mean, they're good looking gals i don't know man it, okay yeah well you know what i mean like is it a sexy fight or is it just kind of like a like oh fuck you no fuck you yeah is it's it like a pillow i think he's it, trying
2: you know. to ask if the titties pop
1: out no no, no that's not what i'm saying no, 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 what no nudity, nudity? yeah that's exactly what i was asking <laughs> no I'm just
0: kidding that would change the mood of this last act so much i kind of wish
1: that was left in because it makes him feel lighter like he's not a, a vindictive monster right.
0: but i guess in in, in the filmmaker's perspective what's about to happen if they're trying to subvert the audience's expectations like oh why is Toxie now all of a sudden murdering anybody and not just criminals like maybe that's why they cut uh yeah
2: no that makes good sense Mm -hmm. yeah because he's this is the the, this is the part where it's like he's declining into madness he's he's losing control of himself he's now hurting people and he doesn't even know why some of the some of the people yeah yeah
0: so from from their perspective I see it okay so that makes more sense I guess we cut to Bozo and Bozo's like, "Where's Julie? Ah, I'm freaking out. I need to run somebody over now." Miss Elizabeth, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: dude, the classic Bozo. And Slug looks over and there's
0: this poor old lady like getting out of her car with her groceries or something. And he's like, "Wouldn't you like to drive an '84 Dodge uh, style or nice, something?
2: Nice Japanese import. That's, That's what, what it was. Th- right?
0: This crappy little Toyota." And Bozo looks over and he's like, "Yeah." And they go over and they, like, pretend to help this poor woman with her groceries in her car. And then they
1: just start beating her ass. Is that the same woman earlier that um, Toxie he, helped carry the groceries for? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced
2: it is. Yeah, so she's like, oh, I'm that lady people like to help. I'm sure I'm fine. And then Bozo, bam, right in the gut. There you go. Punches her hard. And then uh, uh, Slug, slug like- picks up her cane and just starts singing this nondescript Leonard Bernstein sounding song. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, like he's oh, crooning. it's a wonderful day to <laughs> hit you or something. It's like, that's not a real song from anything.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: Lloyd
0: was just like, just improvise the tune while you beat him, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and that's what we get. They steal the car, but Toxie just happens to be right there with his Toxie well, sense. It
1: just happens. We've explained this. Well, yeah, he's he was going to help her with the groceries, oh, but yeah. they beat her. They beat him to it.
2: You're right. Good point. He was there to help. So what range do you think he needs to be? Just like so, an old lady with too much groceries starts to set off his, you know, as he... Two-mile radius, and he's like,
1: "Mm. I think it's all in Tromaville. There's an old lady with some – anywhere in Tromaville. Any Tromaville. That's what it seems like. The city limits. The moment he leaves the city limits, done.
0: How does he prioritize? I'm sure there's multiple things happening at once on the the sensors. So It might have
1: been been more like there's an
2: old lady that has groceries. Oh, and she's near some evil. I need to get there. Right. And then when he gets there, it turns out it's my favorite evil people, Bozo and Slug. They've just stolen her car. They're going to hit me with it, but thank goodness it's one of those Toyotas with uh, handles on the top (laughs) of it. So when they try to hit me, I'll jump, grab the handles, and then we'll have a really fun uh, car action scene.
0: What did you all think of this
2: car chase? We, I mean, they
0: drive through boxes and trash, and they go all
2: over town. <laughs> all I, the whole time, I was just looking to check and see if any other cars have handles on top. In the, as they're driving down the road, I'm just like, is that a thing? At the time, was there handles on cars? Definitely, Cause, man. Because he just <laughs> he flips over the trunk, uh, over the hood, and then just both hands grab these handles. It's a great stunt. I, like, I think it, they, they were
1: really there and they were hoping they just wouldn't be as visible as they were <laughs> in the final cut. And they were like, hey, look, we got to do what we got to do. I think Michael J. Fox stayed on top of that. Van in Teen Wolf. Little, I would have
2: little feet straps. I would have <laughs> loved to have
1: seen a scene there where he was hanging on, going through all that stuff, and then they stop at a toll booth and they put some change in the thing. He's still on top of it, hanging on, and then they can like, go through, and then it's back to action riding again. You they, might as well. They, that would have been great.
2: They might, because they're. They're not completely void of morals. Remember, the uh, the first serial killer car scene ends because Slug has church in the morning. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a
0: good joke. And everybody was like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, Got All church.
2: Mm-hmm. Got to get him home. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Slug, he
0: gets choked to death during this car chase. Toxie just reaches in through the passenger window, chokes until he bleeds out of the mouth, and he's tossed out of the car. I honestly think that
2: that 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 wasn't enough kill like I feel you like wanted more I feel like uh, we've
1: we've seen people survive more in this film for Rocco and Stag yeah we definitely needed more of a kill Bozo and Slug Bozo and Slug <laughs> when <What>, I say <said, laughs> Rocco and Stag yeah um hey those yeah. are classic 80 brute names <laughs> for Rocksteady and Bebop <laughs> there you go we yeah. <laughs> <a little laughs> more than that but, yeah I agree with you there should have been a little bit more of a like maybe his eyes pop out or something like yeah. that you know just like oh we got
2: some mouth blood that's dead <laughs> that's proof he's dead move on uh, <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Toxie
0: hops into the passenger seat and he like jams his foot on the gas and starts yelling at Bozo and reveals that he knows that he killed the kid at night. And that was another point. I was like, how would Toxic Avenger know that they ran over this boy on the bicycle? He gains the knowledge of all dead victims of (laughs) Top Tromaville. It's like a flash and he sees like a flashback. That's when you
1: need a flashback.
0: Yeah. When it's hitting him so he can say things later in the movie that don't make sense. He can
1: read evil people's minds. Yeah. What if he was having sex and it's just like he has a flashback like, oh, so that's who killed so-and-so. It's like, (laughs) could you focus on the job?
0: Or if he goes to the crime scene and touches the blood and then he like
2: no, he, a vision or something. He saw them try to run those children over. There was a lot of publicity in Teromaville about the 12-year-old that was run over. Mm-hmm. He added two and two. He did some detective work. So <laughs> inside his toxic shack, he's got like the a beautiful mind map and he's
0: like death from car, death from car. Strings. Yeah. He's
2: yeah. pinning strings. So okay.
0: Yeah. He's making connections. That makes sense. Well, during this pursuit, uh, well, there's not a pursuit. During this car. Uh, it's not like a car chase. It's, yeah, just, what it's you, just, what do you, what do you call it?
1: Car. shenanigans
0: uh, car shenanigans three car pileup four car pileup they're just I, I'm like, I'm like taxi you're causing so many deaths one of those cars explode mm-hmm. in classic 80s fashion no he was okay dad
2: because that that, it, that was great because taxi the whole time he's got his head uh backwards looking out the back window making sure that even though the car exploded yep here he comes the guy comes out crawling yeah. out he's okay and then Toxy's okay we can I move on I loved
1: that because it was so subtle and hey, so small but it was just like just to kind of like make sure our audience knows like hey look no he gives a shit guys oh yeah this is like, not indiscriminate killing
2: I'm going why why is he looking backwards what What the hell is this why does? He, why is he still looking backwards and then it's like oh he's checking on the guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's okay he doesn't mind if, uh, if your property gets destroyed yeah. but as long as you walk out okay we're good
2: yeah, yeah the guy may not agree that he's okay he's got no car now yeah. but uh, at least he's not in an explosion and Bozo goes
0: give me the wheel, and he goes, okay, and he just tears off the steering wheel and hands it to him in classic cartoon fashion. Ba-dum-tsh. And the <laughs> car
2: just careens off a cliff. Well, it goes through a playground first. Good point. Forgot that. Narrowly missing, like, <laughs> ten kids, and a teacher, maybe. Uh, I mean, it is like, Toxie is really playing with some people's uh,
1: of, of safety here. Yeah. Like, he is taking some chances. And- Chonville might be just trial by fire if you want to live to see adulthood. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing anybody still
0: lives here. To be honest, if this is the kind of happenings that happen at your Taco Bell, if your you playgrounds, here, you'd be dead by now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the car manages to skate right through the people in the park. It careens off a cliff, hits the ground, explodes. Bozo's dead, but Toxie walks away clean. So
2: I guess he's also impervious to damage. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. he looks a little dazed in his walk away. That's when we start thinking, okay, something's wrong with him here. Because the, 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 after that is when he arrives at a laundromat where a sweet old lady is uh, getting her son's jeans washed after her son had a night of uh, date, uh, a date night with a girl. That you want to, you're dancing around saying that the jeans are like have giant come stairs. There's come, I'll say come on a radio <laughs> show now. Okay, it's not radio, it's the internet radio podcast. Hey, the come is on the jeans, and uh, the dry cleaner knows exactly what to do. But I before- fail to believe that this old woman doesn't know what it is. Oh, she knows. She's just being cool. I She's playing cool. Well, what we find out about her later, it's probably not from her son having a date night either. It's, it's something else Ooh, going it could on be there. worse. Yeah. just okay. sold her She's son. In, into some weird shit. But uh, Toxie shows up, and uh, while the la- laundromat owner is uh, away from the scene, he just starts beating the shit out of this woman, uh, puts her in the, the dryer, uh, runs it on high temperature, uh, and then he puts her in the uh, the steam press. Oh, oh, I for- we can't pass this up. Uh while she's in the dryer, he does this really, um, off-color impression of like a Chinese laundromat <laughs> owner.
0: <laughs> no ticky, no laundry. That's <laughs> Yeah.
2: Right. You're like, Toxie, you too. Come on, man. It was the 80s and it was Jersey. Yeah, up <laughs> <you> to <laughs> now, there's bit. just been all kinds of racial slurs. He's just, he's swimming in a sea of racial slurs and 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 faux pas, but he hasn't committed one himself and then he just he tried his best
0: Asian accent, no ticky, no laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, wow, definitely a product of the time.
2: But at the same time, Time, I liked that he was having fun if you can't enjoy your he work was, what are you he doing right, he's enjoying himself Dude, we know nothing from the janitor talk at the beginning of this episode so <laughs> so Toxie disappears laundromat owner comes back in to find the little old lady is like dried and pressed she, she is like a grilled piece of chicken over here she is mm-hmm. just roasted
0: yeah Toxic Avenger goes back home and
2: spills the bean to Sarah
0: he's like I don't know what's happening I don't know why I killed this old lady uh, I'm a monster
2: and she like feels his face and she's like
0: no you're beautiful to me
2: yeah, I thought it was like a like a CTE from the car accident, you know, something like that, where he's just now he <laughs> can't control himself anymore. It's That's like what he says, but more or less, and he's like, "We got to get out of here. Let's go somewhere safe. I know
0: about this Miller's farm over here. We'll just camp out forever. I don't know. Until gotta, like, he, he kills her. Yeah, so living something live out in a tent with each other." Meanwhile, the sheriff, the mayor, everybody's like, "Ah, he's finally killing innocent people. He slipped up. We can murder him now, and nobody'll bat an eye."
1: Our monster made a little bit of a mistake. You can't go around dry cleaning little old ladies. The public won't stand for it. We can kill him now with no flack from anybody.
2: Nine, nine. Bad news, mayor. That little old lady was hardly a pillar of the
1: community. Huh. In fact, she was head of an international white slavery ring. Shh. When she had a police record a mile long. We gotta cover this up. If it ever gets out to the press, we're sunk. And I want you to do me a favor kill that
0: bastard for me. You gotta kill him. Yes, mine, not My mayor. So they send out the police of the entire town to go on like a. Oh, they call it the hunt. National Guard, my friend. Is that already happened right now? Okay, so he gets on the phone with the governor. He's like. Yep, I'm uh, gonna need some help. We're having trouble with the monster hero guy. And uh, yep, National Guard's what I was thinking. Uh, we're gonna kill him on site, uh, bring him in alive. Got it. And he's like, nah uh. So then the a couple of cops are out looking at near Miller's farm and using binoculars. And he's like, Hey, there's a monster. Hey, there's a lady in a bikini. And that's what the other guy wants to see more than the toxic Avenger guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sure, trauma. He's
2: not interested at all. He's like, Yeah, the monster, whatever wait, you want, bikini. While the National Guard is hunting for this guy, uh, for Toxie, uh, all the local police department, uh, well, not necessarily all the local police department, because that's when we see O'Clancy and all the kids who've been saved by Toxie, all the people who think he's a hero. They're they're meeting yep. at, the, uh, at the fast food restaurant and it's they're talking group, about yeah. what can we do to save him, you know, because they're going to try to kill him. So they uh, get this idea. We're going to make T-shirts, guys. We're going to make some, we're going to let everybody know we're going to wear the shirts. I'm
0: I love Toxie. I love this says? so much.
2: Yeah. Some, I love the monster hero or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It cracked me up and I'm like, we'll make t-shirts. And I was like, yeah. of course you will. When, they, when, when uh, men in their tanks see our t-shirts and we're holding hands and everybody's, and they see how much we like him, they're going to call it off.
0: It's the power of the printing press, man. Change The power of love. They see the tanks rolling through town and they know something real bad's about to happen. And I think poor old ice cream kids, are like, they're going to nuke them. Oh my God. Yeah. They're going to nuke the toxic
1: convention. They're going to nuke them at the high school. <laughs> nuke oh. them
0: high. Hmm? That would have been a good uh, lead in if that actually happened in the movies and that's how class of Nuke high started. You're welcome.
2: Thank but you, Trouble. I mean, did you guys notice that Slug is the actor from Newcomb High that has the, the blonde and the black hair? The, it's been a while since I have seen it. Well, I so.
1: wouldn't have noticed that because I've never seen Newcomb yeah, he's, High. He's, he's it's like
2: the lead actor in Newcomb High. Yeah.
0: The entire town is going to surround Toxic Avengers tent. He's not going to hear the tanks roll in. He's not going to hear the soldiers. He's not going to hear the mayor barking orders. I guess it's just a real deep sleep out there.
2: Yeah, I, I, watching this scene, I thought, oh, this is where he's using his toxi powers, to, like tunnel under the tent, and him and Sarah are escaping. <laughs> and it's like, no, they just they just don't know that there's an army outside. Smaxing and relaxing. That's that's for me. That, that happens when you go camping. You get that way. You know, you turn off your devices. You just you, you enjoy the sound of nature. You're listening to the birds. Yeah, and you don't you
1: unplug. You unwind.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's where he's at at this point. So the mayor uses a bullhorn and
0: says, "Come out with your hands up." Toxic Avenger, like, kind of unzips the tent and looks out and is like, Sarah, stay in here. Like, the tent's going to provide some sort of level of protection from <laughs> all the raining bullets from the military. Uh, he comes out, and the mayor just starts trying to throw down the, the mayor card over the military. He's like, kill him. Kill him now. And then all the people that are wearing the T-shirts that you mentioned come out in front and say, not my
2: Toxie. Yeah, this is like... A group of I mean going from like four to five year old children to old ladies uh, you know, Clancy's the there yeah. yeah it's like the whole community has come out to support Toxie here it's even a real Care Bear stare moment definitely
0: even the mother comes out who was afraid of Melvin when he came home in toxic form is out there's like not my boy he's a sweet Melvin leave him alone and I was like alright I guess the mom turned around at some point we just didn't see it on film and it's basically this movie turns into the legend of Billy Jean. <laughs> same fucking ending. <laughs> is it the same yeah. ending though? <laughs> it's more or less. This ending is m- like my biggest problem with the movie. If I'm going to have a problem, I just think it's feel. It's a really weak ass ending to such a fun two thirds of a movie. Oh, oh, come on. This is kind of just boring ending. Like, so you know. T-
2: all the army, everybody puts their guns down. They're not going to do it. They're not going to hurt this guy. And so the mayor takes it on himself, pulls his pistol and just starts firing off a Toxie who it turns so out. I started blasting. <laughs> turns out is bulletproof. <laughs> totally bulletproof. And we don't. Or, or the mirror's missing. I can't tell, because there's not enough and special effects of to really... Meanwhile,
0: I was convinced that old poor Sarah standing behind him would have taken a stray bullet or two
1: because he's literally right behind I, I thought that was going to happen. I thought she'd get hit and he'd basically like lose it and then be like, oh God, no, I can't become the monster they want. Look what you've done. Look at yourselves. You're the monsters. A real fucking Elephant Man situation because we literally referenced the Elephant Man earlier in the movie. I think that would have oh. been a better ending. So I see, thought they would basically been I, like, see what you've done by being hateful. I'm not the monster. You're the monster. We've seen that ending
2: so many times. Lloyd Kaufman doesn't need to tell us that that story. Oh, this is a very
1: simple quad. No. Okay, so
2: but yeah, maybe there was some validity to the assassination circle because she is standing directly behind Toxie as bullets are just getting shot at him, and she's fine the whole time. So, of course. uh so Toxie walks up to the mayor. She's got that radioactive uh, semen inside and of her. Says she's in bullied. kind of a, <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's okay too. She's bulletproof as well. Yeah, <laughs> and he says in kind of a Three Stooges sounding voice, uh, "Don't you got any guts?" And then just disembowels the mayor with his bare hands. There are like five-year-old kids standing ten feet away from this, and they're like cheering and everybody. But to be so fair, happy.
1: five-year-old kids have seen their friends get squashed by a serial. They're hit and trauma run. kids. Everyone's just desensitized to this at this point. So to get tacos, you might just see someone get. You know, <laughs> they've seen guts.
0: Yeah. So that's part of my issue with the ending. Right? We still have a fair amount of townsfolk who think that he's a monster and a killer. And then he just straight up murders the mayor in front of them.
2: They don't know the mayor's an organized crime right, boss. Yeah, right, right. That, that's true. They, so don't, like, they have no hey, idea why what? he kills the mayor. I also don't believe
0: that <laughs> hundreds of soldiers will just lower their guns. There's always that one, prap, prap, whoops, just accidentally shot. You know, that happens in like every movie. Well, oh.
2: you, my friend, underestimate the insight of the American military.
0: <laughs> I guess I do.
2: That's why we can send them all over the world in all kinds of situations, because they know how to filter who's good and who's bad. We've never just on any, site. The military's
1: never done anything <laughs> bad. That's what we can We can all agree, right? That's a good point. All right. I retract my criticism. Let's move on. (laughs) Yes, I did find that weird. I was like, wow, he just... Killed that guy in front of everyone who doesn't know that he's a monster. Unless they all knew, but it was like unspoken. Oh, he yeah. should have had a one liner. Whole like, town we're, knows we're what we're the mayor's to up to. No something.
2: one dares say a right. word. We
1: needed the
0: the the mayor giving up the goose of being the main bad guy to the town, like
1: a real roadhouse situation. That's right. true. Any other movie, I he brought he a JC
2: Penney's here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I had the was. I've been selling drugs. I'm you know that's why. Been, yeah, he could have
0: like none of you twelve year olds are safe
1: off. under my reign.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, I know this is going to be a nitpick for this cult classic, but that was just something that really kind of stuck me. as was like, eh, all right, we just need to end the movie.
2: Let's just get through it. So he gets this, like, hero's applause with, like, Everybody's circling around him. Still, once again, disemboweled man, like eight feet away from the entire scene. They're all just circling around Toxie and just dancing and happy. And, uh, we're gonna be Voice
0: going. over. A like, if you ever look at the
1: horizon when
0: you were in need, you may see old Toxie coming down the street or something like
1: that. And it yeah, kind of yeah, back to right. that shot during the montage where it's his silhouette on a sunsetted hill. So it's like, you know, like silhouette, like landscape and him. Very, um, Leatherface. Leatherface, dancing. I was wishing
2: he would have danced with his mop a little more. I was thinking more like Clint Eastwood
1: on the horizon. You know, yeah, like I mean, that, that too. It yeah. definitely is a little more western-y than it is like Leatherface mm-hmm. dancing, but it has that same feel of kind of like, and now this. <laughs> You're like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's I like the-, the ending, though. I like the, the horizon freeze frame with the uh, the
0: voiceover. It works. Like I said, if they would just cleaned up that mayor death a little more, You know,
1: I think it would have been... Or uh, at least give some kind of inclination of like, this is needed. This is necessary. Right. Everybody understands why it's happening.
2: Then the credits roll and we get that push it to the limit song. And you go, oh yeah, that's right. This movie has a fitness theme thing or something. I forgot about that.
0: Well, I think (laughs) when they first started writing this script in the
2: 70s, they they're coming up with the idea that it was
0: going to be called Health Club Horror before it turned into what it was. Now... To be honest, this isn't really a horror movie to me, but we've done Young Frankenstein. This could be considered like a splatterfest, black comedy superhero movie, right? I yeah. think it's adjacent. So it, it makes sense that we did it. Plus, people have been asking for it. It's a horror comedy. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, highly recommend this movie. I give it three and a half stars. Super enjoyable film. If you're into bad B movies, if you're into cult classics, give it a watch. It's be a surprise you haven't seen it yet if you're into this stuff.
1: I put it squarely at a three just because, again, I'm a little more conservative with my rating systems. You know, like it's got to be a really good movie to get a four and it's got to be a damn masterpiece to get a five with me. But a three is a really good movie to me. Like I enjoy threes. You know, you got to get a two or less for me to be like, eh, maybe it's not for you. But I enjoyed it. I'm glad that I finally saw a trauma film all the way through. I think I will check out a few others. I like the genre. It's got everything I want. Bad acting, shitty humor, you know questionable material, lots of like practical effects and gore. Um, I had fun with it. A lot of them are on Peacock right now. You can watch Troma's War. You can watch Class of Nukem High. A lot of them are on Amazon Prime right now.
0: Those would be the two I would recommend starting with after this. Okay. Troma's War and Class of Nukem High.
2: I'm not going to pretend that I don't know the difference between this and like real filmmaking. So yeah, three, three and a half. I mean, it's amazing. I recommend it. But yeah, there's definitely a a separation between this and say like what Ari Aster does or something. Oh, dude, know, like I love song, shitty but,
1: movies like Rad. Yeah. I, I recommend Rad. I love Rad, but I know it's not a good film. I have to when I preface it like, 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 look, I love this movie. This is why I like this movie. I wouldn't put Rad at a fucking four. You know, Rad <laughs> is maybe a two and a half, a three. I want to give it a five, but I know the difference. But yeah, this is definitely a recommend if you like. Cold flakes
2: it might even be a two and a half i mean i i, I don't know if trauma films and i have this offensive but i don't know if they can even get above three honestly uh but it's like it's it's supposed to be that way so yeah you know it's good it's fine it's like i mean you mentioned taco bell earlier and i was really put off when you said it but sometimes man i really want taco bell and now i'm going like yeah maybe what garrett said really is very, the way thing, more man. accurate than you i know, realized
1: like, like look okay here's a good thing and i won't go too long on this like I love sweets. I love cake, man. I'm a, I'm a big cake fan. Okay, listeners, if you want to send me any cake, feel free. <laughs> um, no, I love cake, but I love shitty Duncan Hines box cake. I my roommate made me this badass from scratch, amazing chocolate cake with original ingredients. It was so fucking delicious. Everyone raved about it, and I was wasn't really a fan. I like my box cake, my shitty fucking frosting, and my like dry ass like you know like so. You can love stuff that's a little bit lower on the fucking ladder. I'm a Betty Crocker's boy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you a shirt that says I'm a Betty Crocker boy. Yeah. Um but you know, I'm just saying, like I, I hear you, Matt, on that because the thing is this is definitely never gonna be above a three. And if the rest of these films are kinda like this, there's no way they could be above a three for me either. But you can have a blast with what you like.
0: Yeah. Go out there and enjoy some trauma. They're entertaining, to say the least, whether they're bad or good in your opinion. They're always entertaining or shocking or gory or sexy. Whatever you want, they got it all. You know what they are? What's that? They are trashy.
1: Yes, they know. are. They
2: are perfectly trashy.
1: And if there's anything we know, we love trash. <laughs>
0: Most definitely. Especially the one from Return of the Living Dead. Hell yeah. Vianna <laughs> Quigley, Wow, we see you. All right. Unless there's anything else on Troma or Toxic Avenger, go celebrate Toxie's 40th. Celebrate Troma's 50th. Go watch some of their stuff.
1: Celebrate with some shitty box cake. Duncan's or Betty. Duncan's. Ooh, we can get Duncan and Betty together. Make the ultimate shitty box cake. All right. Anyway, so the next film we're doing is uh, we have guest Emma coming back. We'll be discussing Martyrs. Because a lot of you have requested this flick, and I've never seen it, but supposedly y'all love it, so we're going to find out what it's all about. It
0: keeps coming up.
2: Apparently, it's shocking. Have
1: Apparently, you guys seen it?
0: No. No.
2: Wow. Good luck, guys. Good <laughs> luck, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, oh, boy. It is, it's gonna You're like the old man on Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. <laughs> yeah. Don't come here. It, the <laughs> film has a... It's going to affect you. I'll put it that way. You'll be. Okay. You'll be affected. All right, hold on. right. Well, listeners, have you seen The
0: Toxic Avenger? Why don't you let us know on our social media? We have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page. Where you can find everything we're up to at thegravetalk.com. We'll see you next time.